please uh we are here big trouble with podcast episode 217 i am joe dubs i'm andy oh and <laughs> that was a cat I'm yes a witch cat a witch cat can can close doors yes and we're uh doing double trade again uh andy's picks are house not the tv show but the 1977 japanese film no we're uh, gonna talk about the tv show oh Hasu. my god <laughs> Hasu. and then annihilation uh but before we get into that guys what the hell you've been watching playing or doing uh i i've literally done nothing because uh over the weekend i tried to stay up and do stuff and watch something actually no i lied i did watch the watchers on netflix with my dad uh yeah it's uh actually based off of a true story in new jersey about uh neighbors stalking this house and saying you got young blood in there like all the children were gonna spill it, like a cult kind of thing uh and there's like some twists and turns apparently at some point the homeowner was actually sending letters to to himself so he can scare his wife into selling the house because he couldn't afford the house it it's it's a good watch they obviously hollywoodize it uh so it's not the actual family that used to live there uh and there's some things that they had to make it look all spooky and shit uh but i recommend it but other than that like out of nowhere i would get sleepy and i just go to bed early and then wake up at 5 a.m in the morning and then i would just stare at the ceiling saying what the fuck is happening and that's it. <laughs> that's all I've done. Andy, what the hell have you been watching, playing, or doing? Uh, Zach and I played a bunch of PlayStation games. Uh, Racing Lagoon. IQ Final. Parappa the Rappa. What else did we play? I think that was it. I feel like there was something else I'm missing. Maybe not. I, I don't think we played anything else. Was this all pre-game to... Yeah, this is before we showed up. I'm so jealous. Those those games all rule, but Racing Lagoon is the one that's like kind of stayed in my memory since then. Yeah. Um, When are you going to finish Resident Evil 2? Or ever play it? Resident Evil 2? I don't know. Fuck that game. (laughs) No. Damn. It's got tank controls. I don't like those. Watch your fucking mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Rogers tells you it's great. You'll play it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the, um, I did beat uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon, which dubs. I was really upset. Like I turned off the chat because and no one ever fucking watches me, and I'm about to beat the game. I just want to focus on all the cutscenes. And then you're like, maybe you reply to me on here. Is that the end of the game? You like watched like all the plot resolutions to that game. Just like I mean, you can still play it. The game's still fun as hell, but man. Yeah, I I was watching it. I was like, oh, maybe this is like because the way it, like I'm not gonna explain it because it's the ending, but like the way it was like laid out, I was like, oh, this is kind of like a climax, maybe. And I'm like, no, it's it, it's the ending, and it's it goes from oh, thank God to oh shit. <laughs> yeah, no, the ending of that game fucking took you know it's a real punch in the gut but it's also like i I don't know i don't know how to describe it i have very mixed feelings about the end of the game and by mixed feelings i mean like you know i loved it but there's some stuff that happens that's like wait what now what of course you gotta wait forever for the sequel now um but yeah it was great 
I'm, I'm moving on to other stuff. Uh, I watched a bunch of We watched Beetlejuice. We watched Young Frankenstein. Those movies both own. Um, yeah, I watched those too. I watched uh, Big Trouble in Little China just because. <laughs> Honestly, I watched it. Uh, I was talking about this at the party a little bit. Uh, I got up and I had to do something. I was just like sitting on the couch, like just scrolling. And on YouTube, um, you can watch movies free with commercials on YouTube of all places. Movies free with commercials and Big Trouble in Little China was one of them. I was like, eh, I can literally see my Blu-ray from where I'm sitting. But yeah, sure, play. Let's do it. <laughs> by the way, was- yeah, by the way, we did an episode, me and Andy. It was an April Fool's uh, episode and we, uh, our April Fool's joke is that the movie sucked and we just talked shit about it. It was a hard episode to put together. Yes. Well, yeah, you know, all, the, all this content. So we need to do an episode eventually where we actually really talk about it. I mean, we, we switched gears halfway through and said, no, actually, this movie's great, and this is why, and blah, blah, blah. Oh, okay. Mm. That, was a, that, was a, that was an oldie. Um, watched It Follows. Speaking of stuff we watched on the show, actually, we watched It Follows. Mm-hmm. Uh, my girlfriend had never seen it. She wanted to, so we watched it. And she just yelled the whole time about how dumb the protagonist is. But generally speaking, it's still a great movie. I like it. Um, have you guys ever seen... Okay, now I'm going to save that one, actually. Uh, I watched The Keep. Uh, the Keep Owns. It's a really weird movie. Um, it's an cool. 80s horror movie. It's on Criterion Channel right now. Uh, the guy who played Sutter Kane is like a Nazi... Uh, officer and they're in Romania in 1941 and they set up camp in this old keep and there's like all these silver crosses on the wall and they're like what are these this, this keep was built to keep something in not keep something out and uh, some soldiers like you know fuck around and find out and release like some ancient evil and it starts killing all the soldiers and it's awesome uh, the movie ends it's crazy though it ends up being the thing that's killing them all um I uh, watched uh, some of Dahmer, that new show on Netflix, just Jeffrey Dahmer. Uh, I didn't get to see all of it. Just my girlfriend had been watching it, and then we were hanging out. She's like, I want to watch this. I said, sure, knock yourself out. So I watched like the last two and a half episodes. Uh, <laughs> and at the end of that series, just everyone is upset about everything. Like he's in prison and gets killed, and his father's upset, and the victim's families are upset, and the criminal system's upset and the cops are shitty and it's just like the whole end of that show is just like oh my god <laughs> but you know it's it's all based on like realized shit so what, you do? I, what Netflix documentary series like that has ever ended with a happy ending Every one of them, everyone's like, re- like everything's really unsettled at the end. And like, it's like it's weird because it's not like a documentary. Netflix. It's still a dramatization, but it's based on. I guess they play some real police calls and stuff like that. But mm, okay, it's still like they kind of punch it up a bit for the sake of the show. But for the most part, it's supposed to be accurate. I, I think yeah, I, I don't know. There's a I, lot. I have no idea. There's a lot of uh, like discrepancies. Again, it's just Hollywooding it. Uh, but my favorite part the, of this fucking series is th- literally the first episode where he's like, I just want to watch this movie. And he turns on Exorcist 3. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've, yeah. Seen, I've seen that meme several times now, yeah. <laughs> Great <Okay>. meme. <laughs> and then finally, uh, have you guys ever seen Vampire's Kiss? No. No, I've wanted to. Do you know that um, Nicolas Cage meme where he's like, like yeah. looking? So I, it it's comes from, from that. that. It's from that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, that meme per- perfectly encapsulates his performance that entire movie. He <laughs> is 
full of coke and just out of his mind that entire movie. He's doing an accent. I don't know what it is. It's like a weird mix of like, um, like a socialite British person, but he works in a publishing house in New York and uh, he's bitten by a vampire and he's like, he tur- figuring out that he's turning into a vampire, but he's not. It's weird. Like he he goes to a store and buys his vampire teeth. It it doesn't make any sense. The the whole movie is just goddamned out of its mind, and it's hilarious. His performance in it is out. It's it's far and away the craziest I've ever seen him. And I've seen Bad Lieutenant Porter Call New Orleans. So damn, take me serious when I say this is the craziest I've ever seen Nicolas Cage. What about Deadfall? It's even crazier. Fuck, it's it's he's bonkers. It's just the the scene that that picture that meme is from is one of the funniest things I've ever seen on film. It's just him him yelling at a secretary. It's fantastic. He goes all in, man. He's great. No, yeah, he's excellent. Yeah, (laughs) Nicholas Cage, good or bad. It's one of the pictures on my my Cage Fighter shirt. I didn't realize that's where it's from. Now, yep, it's it's from Vampire's Kiss. Must be the best one to pick. But yeah. uh, Definitely a huge recommend. Please go watch that movie. It's uh it's out of this it's out of its mind. Uh I think that's it. That's all I watched in Blade. All right, Witch Cat. Meow. You go next. Meow. Okay, uh watched uh like any mentioned we watched Beetlejuice and Young Frankenstein. And uh I also watched some movies on my own. I watched uh Raw, which is a French extremity film. And it was just okay. <laughs> it it didn't it didn't lean enough into being a horror movie in my opinion. It felt more like it was a it was just like this doing this metaphor for the sake of being a weird metaphorical French movie. Uh, and I'm not a fan of that stuff. Um, I also watched uh, Halloween Two, the Rob Zombie version, because mm-hmm. I. I closed that loop because I watched every single one except that one because last year it wasn't available on any streaming service for some reason. Might as well finish it off. So I closed Sorry. the loop. And, so where, uh, where's your Where's your Hollywood movie definitive ranking then? Huh? You got to definitively rank every Halloween movie that's ever been made. I'll do that later. <laughs> we'll, we'll do it some other time. But uh, it's it's definitely it's lower. It's middle lower tier. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, uh, along with several others. <laughs> but and then I, I, speaking of closing the loop, uh, I also watched Halloween Ends. Mm. I know Dub said he saw it. Uh, yeah, I forgot to mention that. It, it, it's it's okay. It tries something new, but I'm like, this ain't a Halloween movie. <laughs> yeah, you say it's okay. I say it's not that. I, it's not good in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, I had a friend. It sounded like. It- the movie was the equivalent of watching his child set, be set on fire. I don't, it was awful. Yeah, he, was, he, he said it was like the worst movie you ever seen. And I still think he's being ridiculous when he says that. But like, yeah, yeah it, it's not a good, it's, it, it is debatably the worst Halloween movie. Like of all of them or of the. the... It's like between that and the fucking, the one with the thorn curse six. Jeez. And fucking, cause like, listen, 
the one after H2O is like stupid as fuck, but yeah. at least it's like entertaining. Oh yeah, H2O is way better than Halloween ends. <laughs> oh, H- H2O. Like H2O. H2O is a good movie. Yeah. I said in the chat, the other chat when we were talking about this, that H2O is a better ending to like that story and Laurie Strode and the shape yeah. than this movie is. If you've mm. never seen H2O. Yeah, but you get Coolio. Um, so. Yeah, and Coolio. Right. Right. <laughs> no, that, that was in Resurrection, my bad. Um, oh, it was Resurrection, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, and and that's that's the one I was saying. It's terrible, but at least it's fun. Yeah. Uh, then I watched Dark Knight of the Scarecrow, uh, which is part of our little uh, October thing where we watch movies, and uh, it was okay. It's like getting a lot of okays at a. At I've a, been getting a lot of okays lately, and I've I've been starting to get itchy because of that. <laughs> it's kind of a shame because in years past there's been a lot of really good stuff but now i think that's why he invited so many other people to curate because it's like i don't know where to go from here like what are you gonna oh, wait i want to i want to backtrack a little bit though because i didn't hear on this i, I want to know young frankenstein what did you think oh i like it. it's good um there we so, go that's not okay 7.5 out of 10 there you go nice okay cool that, that uh, makes did, me you, happy did you finish it on your own yeah, I, uh, I watched like four movies Sunday, and I, I finished that. Like, I'll count that as the fourth. Huh. So, yeah. Is that is that ending not worth it though? How, how ridiculous the ending is. Oh yeah, it was great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, that uh, Dark Knight of the Scarecrow is just okay. It's it's like because it's an old TV movie. I feel like it's like really sanitized. You can't show too much violence. You can't show that much gore. A lot of it's implied. Uh, not that that makes things scary or horrific. It's just like it feels kind of lame, like when you're seeing that. Uh, so, uh, I watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre two. Oh boy! And that was rough, man. Because <laughs> like, listen, at first, for the I'll, I'll say this: the first third of the movie I liked, and then after that, when Stretch falls down in a hole, so does the movie. I've 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 sat in front of that movie for a whole viewing of it, but I've never seen the ending because I'm always drunk by the end of it. <laughs> I don't blame you because like look, fuck all happens after Stretch falls in a hole and the movie goes with her. Yeah, and that's how I'm just going to describe that movie from now on because I like it before that. Diz Hopper's in it and he's like an insane alcoholic fucking dude that's great though <laughs> that's the only good thing about the movie yeah, he's, he's one of the best parts yeah. I, I like i like that i like stretch as a protagonist it's just like she was a like she's in a badly written movie a badly directed movie in my what a opinion. fucking name yeah i know it's memorable though you remember that name mm-hmm. uh, or melody yeah <laughs> gorgeous or sweet uh, <laughs> um like the ending's cool too that's one of the only parts i actually like is the ending of the movie which is like uh, she fights that weird the guy who keeps scratching his head with like the fucking coat hanger. Yeah, uh, and she finds a chainsaw with like their mummified grandmother who is you know still alive somehow, like their grandpa is. And then she gets a chainsaw and kills him with it. And she does the the ah, thing at the top of the Alamo. <laughs> She's like covered in blood and shit. I'm like, okay, that's an awesome ending, but this movie is just not good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, um. And I watched Slumber Party Massacre, oh. uh, which is uh, it's an inspiration for like a lot of those puppet combo games. He literally has a, a game called Power Drill Massacre. 
which is like the bad guy of this movie is just some guy uses a big power drill and he murders people with it. Uh, it's it's funny. It's weird. It's like a lo- real low budget old slasher movie, and it's kind of got some comedic elements to it as well, because initially the script was written as kind of like a a parody of slashers, like already like the genre is not even that old yet. And instead, they somebody used it to make a their debut directorial horror movie, and it's, it's kind of funny. It's worth seeing actually. Um, and I played Silent Hill two some more, and that's it. <laughs> All right, Chaz, you're up. All right, so uh, also watched Beetlejuice and Young Frankenstein. Lies, you did not view them. I did. First off, I drifted in and out of consciousness, but I was very drunk and and also a little sick that I found out after the fact. Hopefully everybody else is okay, but I don't know where the drift from being drunk and hungover to being sick when it happened or whatever, but it it transitioned very well the next day at the zoo. That was a fucking shit show, but uh, nevertheless... I, I watched the movies. I remember what happened. And thankfully, I've watched both of those films several times, so it wasn't too Fair hard enough. to follow. Uh, nothing new for me. Glad that Zach liked it, because that, that's going to matter later. Foreshadowing. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, yeah, we got to play some fighting games, uh, yeah. which was fun. I hadn't got to do that in a long, long time. Um, and uh, and then I spent a bunch of time giving my, or a bunch of time giving my hopes up, because I really want to get this Marvel versus Capcom two cabinet now, but it like keeps selling out like periodically, and it's like I give my left nut to get this cabinet, but I don't know if it's gonna happen. <laughs> it's like it'd be like the most awesome thing to like wake up and fight at Christmas Day, but I I'm gonna piss my wife off because I keep spending so much money on the other stupid shit. So I don't I don't know what I'm gonna do about that. Eventually I'm gonna get that damn cabinet, uh, one way or the other. But it's super cool, and I want to play that game now. But don't have a way to. I'm gonna so, take you for a ride. Doo-doo-doo-doo. I want to take. I want to take a ride. That's all yeah. I want to do. Take a ride. But anyway, uh, didn't really play any other games. Um, actually, I didn't really do much else of anything because I've been sick. Uh, other than I went to the zoo, but again, the zoo. I don't really remember much of it because I was still partially drunk. And then when I sobered up, I was uh, sick. So it's been great the last couple days. Uh, I just had, like, the TV on and just, like, took things in. Finally felt well enough yesterday, and I was able to just back-to-back our movies. Uh, whoa. What a trip. I, mean, I can't wait to talk about these movies. Yeah. And, I, think here. I think you're still in that hotel room getting pecked. Might be. I hear fart noises and, and fucking wikis and shit. You goddamn farts. Uh, and then I did just watch uh, John Moxley win uh, the AEW World Championship, or I guess defend it, uh, in a very weird finish because they're really good at that. Right before our show started, so spoilers if you were if you hadn't watched it yet. We'll talk mm. about some more of that on Thursday. It was a very weird ending that was very lame, and it almost felt like it wasn't supposed to happen. But it was too, there was it was too overly produced to not be what was set up. It was just put together very shittily. Mm. But but MJF looked awesome, and he cut one of the best promos of the year. You need to listen to it. Oh shit! Yeah, okay. it's one of those nights. So Thursday, you'll hear more about that. Uh, yeah, we're getting some color, but what, yeah. what, let's let's move in. I got it. no, I got no Pokemon stuff. I just open stuff. We'll have more of that later. Ah, <laughs> nice. All right, <laughs> let's let's get into this movie, Andy, Andy, Andy. 
Uh, this, this this movie. Which would... one do we start with? Do you want to do in chronological order? We doing house first. Yeah, we're doing oh, house, we're house first. first. Okay. Uh, All right. Uh, house. House is a 1977 Japanese horror movie. It is the directorial debut from uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but before this, he had only directed commercials, television commercials. <laughs> I don't know if that, uh, knowing that and watching the movie, you see it constantly. There's a lot Uh of dumb stuff, like the kids looking at his little book and it's got the train in it and that transitions to like the train. Shit like that comes off as very commercially. And the whole end of the movie where um, the stepmother, well, she's going to be the stepmother, is like on her way to visit and it's like her stupid scarf is blowing the whole time and everything is like, uh, has a lot of bloom on it and it's like supposed to be real, real pretty. Whole thing looks like a commercial. It looks like a, it looks like a, like a dangerous commercial. His name was Nobuhiko Ubuyashi. Ubuyashi. But it's Kobayashi about Ubuyashi. it's about the, uh, a bunch of girls. They're all at school, and it's their summer break, and they're supposed to go on a trip for summer break, and for various reasons, they end up going to one of the girls' aunt's mansion, which is her mother's hometown. Just to just to visit, I guess it's a thing that happens in in. It, it's weird that uh, Zach and I just watched that Boku no Natsuyasumi review because it talks about the romanticization of the Japanese countryside, specifically in the seventies. And this yeah. is a movie about a bunch of people visiting the Japanese countryside in the nineteen seventies. However, uh, this is not quite as pleasant as that can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this doesn't go so well. Uh, but yeah, they go visit her, and it ends up the house is haunted as fuck, and uh, bad stuff happens to them. Oh boy, dude, the music uh, annoyed the shit out of me. And dreadless. annoyed, you don't like the music? Oh, because it's repetitive. It's it, it's very repetitive. The music, the music the is done by uh, by like a popular Japanese band at the time. It's like o-, o Diego or something like that. The guy, there's a guy in the beginning, Mr. Togo is talking to somebody in the town. He's wearing that t-shirt. And I wonder if that's not one of the band members that's in that scene. I, that's a very good guess. I, I bet you're right. That Yeah, the music, in my opinion, was one of the best parts of the movie because it, and initially it is kind of like irks me to keep hearing it. It's like, what am I watching? Because it's like, Again, we're not watching this completely in the blind. We know we're watching a horror movie. Like, when is this going to get there? Mm-hmm. And it just keeps playing that same music, but then things get take a turn. And that movie go, or that music goes from being just somewhat annoying to like kind of uncomfortable to very unsettling. Because it is not going to trigger. It's going to trigger some kind of fucking event every time you hear it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's just very unsettling to hear. It's like dismembered bodies and shit with with poor CGI or or just like kind of floating through space or whatever. Like it's just, I, th- I thought the music was great because of that, but I mean, I can see how it gets annoying, but it's kind of like being a heel in wrestling. Like it's supposed to get on your nerves. Uh, no, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. It was really, it, worked, too, son. it was really too repetitive where I was just like, come on now. And and especially the like almost 10 minute slow motion where I was like, man, this is worse than me watching Cloverfield. I was starting to get fucking nauseous. I was like, stop it. Like, get to the fucking door already. We already know that fucking dumb pussycat is going to shoot fireworks at her. Don't call that cat dumb. That <laughs> was one of my favorite characters. That cat knows how to play the piano, goddammit. And, like, and then they did that stupid... Not stupid, because it's like during that time, it was like amazing, I guess. But like when her whole body was like glowing red. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was stupid, but it was amazing. Yes. Yeah, the, the effects in this movie are like outrageous. Like they're <laughs> kind of ridiculous. Apparently, there are several effects in this movie that it's the very first time they were in a Japanese movie, I guess. I, I can see that. Like uh, when the when the girl's underwater and there's all those weird effects, that was like the one of the first times that have ever been used on film and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Not underwater, I guess, under blood. Well, you know what I mean. There were several shots and stuff in this movie that were just like really odd. Like I'd never seen that before or something. The pillow, the pillow mattress scene. And the girls get like trampled to death by all the the pillows and other stuff. Oh, yeah, I love it. It's like shot through glass. I love that. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. It's like I don't think I've seen many scenes like that that way. Like much less like I can't imagine that was a popular thing at that time. That no, um, the shot when um, Gorgeous is talking to her dad, and they're they're, they're her stepmom to be is showing up, and it's shot yeah, all through that, that glass. Yeah. Yeah, like that part, or like my favorite one though is when she's in the house and she sits in front of her aunt's mirror, and then it breaks, and you see like the the mirror's all broken, and you see like the blood flowing over the mirror and the various cracks. I'm like, holy shit, that was a cool shot. Yeah. <laughs> the the like I said, the director isn't classic. I don't know if he's classically trained or anything, but he had done nothing but commercials before this, and since then he's had a career in film, but most of his movies haven't been a big deal internationally. I've never seen any of the, you know, the only reason I ever saw this is because Criterion Collection released it. Like, I'm not going to try to pretend like, Oh, I, I searched high and low for the weird, obscure art house. No, Criterion released it and it has an eye catching cover. And a bunch of people were like, "Oh, the movie's crazy. You should watch it. So I watched it. It's pretty much I mean, not wrong. It's a fucking <laughs> trip. This movie is wild. I read yeah. a little a little bit about it after I watched it, and apparently it didn't do good in Japan at all. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> I, 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 I kind of get that. Yeah. No, it's it's crazy. It doesn't make any sense, and it was for 1977, quite violent. Yeah, and I think it gained a cult following in Japan later, and it never really got released internationally until like a lot later. Actually, it wasn't until like 2009 it became yeah, available. Like, wow. that's a long time. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was a long time. Now it's got a cult following abroad. <laughs> yep, I just. I guess the other thing too is that like it's one of the things I thought was a flaw of the film is they don't go in like there's no exposition at all into what like why things are happening as when they start to happen. And I will say this, and I, I should have went back to watch it. I must have just missed it. There was like this minute or two snippet. I got interrupted because I had to like say goodnight. And I should have paused it, and I, I didn't. And I came back, and I kept watching, thinking, oh, nothing else happened. And suddenly one of the characters was gone, and then the next time she shows up, her her head is floating around. And I, missed when, I missed when Mac just disappeared. So I don't know what Well, you don't really happened. see it. She's like, she goes out to get the watermelon, and then everyone's like, where's Mac? Where's Mac? And then, so, okay, uh, so I didn't miss anything. Okay. Not really. Yeah. I mean, no, they okay. don't. Mac's disappearance is never explained. It's only implied well, that she got got okay. by the house. Right. Okay, cool. I, that's kind of what I thought, but I just like, did I? I feel like I didn't miss anything. She dies. And someone else. It might be sweet. I can't remember who dies second. Sweet and then dies. it shows the ant like eating human remains, and you start to be like, oh, I see what's going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I remember they see her eating her, but like they even kind of imply whenever she's eating, they're eating the watermelon. They're all eating the watermelon. It's a like, cut up. And you can, as she's being eaten, you can hear Mac 
like faintly saying things like help me or like phrases that she had said in the film you're like what and you realize oh she got turned into that watermelon that's weird okay (laughs) no explanation keep going and and it wasn't until like really late in the movie it gets explained and they just dump the whole fucking story on you oh this is what happened she died years ago and this house is fucking haunted and she likes to eat unmarried women until uh when they come to her house and that's why the whole village is gone because she killed everybody they set it up a little bit with the backstory of she was engaged to this guy and he got drafted in world war ii and he never came back yeah i guess that's a classic setup to kind of japanese horror stories because it's also the setup to i think onibaba and something else i've i want to say kuro neko maybe which by the way kuro neko literally just means black cat so it'd be weird if that was one of them no i think black cat is the woman gets raped by (coughs) soldiers and then she kills people i can't remember something like that uh Kung Fu, though. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's there's a there's a gag among my friends when we watched this movie originally. Okay, who is your favorite girl and why is it Kung Fu? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it's definitely Kung Fu. She yeah, she's that, the best literally. one. I like her entrance cool. music. Yeah. She's got her own theme song. And, yeah. and later in the movie, when you get to hear the whole song, it's my favorite song in the movie as well. It's a cool song. <laughs> yeah, when she got ghost in her own thing where she starts fighting the ghost, she's like, come on, ghost. <laughs> she's uh she's so badass that even after she's killed her disembodied legs still defeat the cat i love that it's so funny. i laughed i laughed so fucking hard when she missile drop kicks the fucking cat wall yeah. i was like what i need like a, a copy of that painting in my in my house oh the cat the, the cat thing's cool but like the sheer willpower to just like you know what i'm already dead but i can still control this let's send the leg and she just just drops it. It was pretty fucking funny. I like when the floor like broke up and like they're clearly like in a pool, <laughs> like on the floor. That's, that's a cool as hell effect. Yeah, I really like that. Mm-hmm. Like they're on the floor and it's very gradual and, and kind of convincing. I hate that all the blood in this movie is very clearly water with red food coloring in it. Mm-hmm. But other than that, you know, it's whatever. Yeah, they didn't go into the whole like corn syrup, corn syrup like making it yeah. super thick. But that's what yeah, you're it's, supposed to do. Yeah, that's okay. It's, it, it, it's still like there, I guess. I don't know. I, I thought for in most of the scenes it worked just fine, but yeah, there there are definitely some scenes where, uh, like early on, I think when they first like faintly show signs of like like the house or random objects are like bleeding or something, and it like it's like like exactly what you said. It's like that red, like very faint, like Kool Aid ish, or like they're drinking. She drinks the water and it's like faintly red, but they don't realize they're drinking water that has blood in it, but it just looks like juice anyways. I really like that shot when they're cleaning the dishes. And I think it's Professor. She like puts a cup under the water and starts drinking it without looking at it. But if you look, uh-huh. the water turns. Yeah. Yeah, she's yeah like, exactly. Oh, it's so gross. It's creepy. Yeah, they don't see me either. I'm like, ah, oh, just Kool-Aid. Whatever. She didn't realize it. She's just drinking blood water. <laughs> blood water. Blood water. Yeah. My favorite water. Yeah, so, like, the music, like, the repetition got annoyed, and I could definitely see, like, a string of commercials uh, in this movie where they're just like, hey, I'm just going to cut up each scene like it's a commercial and put it into a story. Which, by the way, there is a Japanese uh, commercial that actually has plot. Uh, It's, it's like, a gummy Laffy Taffy called Long Something, Uh, and and they do, like, a whole story within the commercials. 
So I, I guess I could kind of see some of, you know, Japanese doing that back then. Uh, it was very trippy. Uh, I, like I said, I don't know what really went on besides that there was Japanese girls going to this house. Uh, the wheelchair lady doing her own Linda McMahon. I'm not, you know, hurt and standing <laughs> up from the wheelchair. Um, <laughs> Well, it's because she'd eaten one of the girls. Yeah. She says, oh, you, you yeah. girls give me energy. It's, yeah, because she ate that, Mac. Yeah, it's a gradual thing. Like, you realize, oh, it's, yeah, she has to eat people to continue living, otherwise she'll wither away. It's mm -hmm. like at the very beginning when the old guy's like, oh, we haven't has a, had a visitor for a long time. We realize he's in on it, too, whenever the whole thing happens later and Toga gets turned into a bunch of bananas. <laughs> that's, which that's, is absurd. That's one of my favorite parts of the whole fucking movie. <laughs> when it's where by... He's talking to the watermelon salesman. He turns into a skeleton and falls over. And he says, "What? you don't like watermelons? He's like, no, I like bananas. And then later you see he has been turned into bananas. When she pulls up Why? That doesn't make a giant sense. pile of bananas, I was like, what? Also, what's up with the whole thing and the nonsensical thing with Togo where he like, the reason he can't go with them is because he gets a bucket stuck to his ass. That's right, and, like, he falls, to, to the hospital. And he has that whole ridiculous thing where he like nearly gets hit by a car. They, they do the whole like stop nonsensical motion. Benny Hills stop motion thing. Like, it, so silly. But, uh, I, that was what threw me off. I was like, it's, when is the other shoe going to drop? And then it did. Mm -hmm. I also know why maybe the music didn't bother me as much. Um, I feel like there are ten, at least 10 other um, like melodies that are similar to that in gaming now, which, I, again, it's just a common... It, it sounds enough like a generic type of, of melody, but specifically, I like relate it to a specific one for Pokemon, that it just kept playing in my own head. So it's like, oh, well, I had to listen to this for thousands of hours when I was younger. So Lavender Town, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wish. Oh, it's yeah. actually, uh, which one is it? I can't tell you where this is from. Uh, I'd have to look. It might even just be like one of the, like the other city, like Viridian City or something. I'll have to look up and, and find it out and let you know later. But I can't remember what it is. Uh, but anyway, I guess it didn't bother me as much. But then, as I kept hearing it when mad shit happened, I was like, "Oh, that doesn't make sense. That's not what should play right now. I should be hearing like I like when her fingers play. That's that's my favorite part. Oh, she when her fingers come off and then like the piano just eats her. Do you think that's where the piano gag came from from Super Mario sixty four? That that is the popular. Opinion, yes. Most people tend to agree that when they were making that game, they were like, wouldn't it be fucked up if there was a piano that ate people like an house? And that, that's what they put in there. And that's like, now yeah. that I've played that game, and I see that, I saw that first, and I'm like, what the fuck? This has to be where somebody got that idea from. It's not 100% confirmed, but it's very heavily implied by some interviews. It's yeah, fucking great. The actual noise I made whenever uh, whenever I saw the piano scene, she's like halfway through the body. I actually did the Mario, the whoo, whoo, when he's like at low health in <laughs> 64. <laughs> I was like, uh, this looks oddly familiar. Uh, just wall jump. You'll get past it. Go get Big Boo. Go get Big Boo. <laughs> I got a question. Any of the actresses, did they move on to do bigger, better things? Or was this their one-hit wonder? I am not sure, but I do know for a fact that almost all of them were just actresses that he had worked with in commercials. They were mostly nobodies. But yeah. that being said, even nobodies that were working in commercials in Japan, they all had, they were all like hopefuls. Like uh, talent agencies pick up pretty young women and like send them to acting class and, and get, 
get their hair did or whatever and like you know make sure that they look presentable and um stuff like that so they they might have all had like representation or something but my understanding is they had all been in commercials he had directed and he was like hey i'm making a movie with a bunch of women and why don't you come be in my movie yeah, I'd imagine that the, the budget for this in general was fairly low. Although, then again, I have no idea for the time how much the CGI and effects cost. So I well, really I can't relate it. That stuff is uh, it's some kind of real crude version of green screen, isn't it? Yeah, it's green screen. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, there's no CG. There's no computers. It's 1977. Sure, it's not even 1977 think... in America. It's 1977 in Japan. Yeah, I, that's true. Like, I'm not, I guess, I'm going to use the wrong terms. But yeah, like the, the effects themselves, like they're using green screen and stuff, but I, I don't know what the cost of that at the time was and how that relates. But I'd imagine in general, like the budget of this film would seemingly was probably fairly low. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but that's a total guess though. They probably like lowballed all the actresses and be like, here, you're going to be in the movie. Here's a thousand yens, which is like, I guess a hundred USD. It's a hundred dollars. Yeah. yeah. Through, through 10,000 yen. It was like, here, show a titty, drop a titty. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, they all went to, on to be in other uh, things, but House is the only one I recognize from any of them. Fair enough. Sweet doesn't even have a picture on IMDb. A lot of them don't. Uh, yeah, I'm looking here. The, the rest like of them do. Half, half of the Fantasy cast. Mac. I oh, checked Coach the right there. A, she didn't have a picture on her page, I don't think. She does on here. Yeah, I think huh. the only, only ones I'm seeing, Sweet and Togo, are the ones that that are like we're notable characters that don't have a picture. Everyone else basically does. She was in a movie called Women Who Do Not Divorce in 1986. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 and the way the camera like zooms every time they like talk to each other, they do that like commercial, like fourth wall kind of zoom, rack zoom kind of thing. Like where they're talking to each other is just straight to their fucking faces. And I was like, are they gonna, are they gonna put up like uh buy Coca Cola? It's great. It's fizzy. Drink it. It's you know it's funny because I mean I didn't know that thing about the commercials at all. That that guy who directed commercials. These people worked on commercials. But when I was watching it, I was like, this shit's shot like a fucking anime. Like I'm watching an anime or like a live action manga is like what I was thinking of. With that, it's kind of what I thought. Something I've something I've learned. Sense. Something I've learned watching, growing up watching anime and now being like, you know, the kind of asshole who watches old Japanese movies all the time. Uh, all anime is just Japanese film from the 70s. Like, I guess it, so. it's all just Zetoichi, the blind swordsman. It's all Lone Wolf and Cub. It's House. It's all honor, uh, uh, humility and honor. Um, What's the six quintilogy? No, whatever. Like it's all that stuff. Like watching that stuff, it's constantly like, man, this reminds me of anime. Like the people who made anime just grew up watching all those movies. <laughs> that makes the sense. Anime, the anime industry or the Japanese animation industry didn't really become a thing till like the eighties, right? Like there was I a mean, couple things before. There was anime, but it was all like hokey Saturday morning Astro Boy Gigantor kind of shit. Yeah, and then you, in the late 70s, I want to say that's like when anime really started kind of yeah. forming. You had like Lupin, fucking Mobile Suit Gundam. Mobile Suit Gundam is a big one because it, it started being like a little more dramatic. And obviously, like, I don't know enough about it, but 
it, our perception of that is kind of skewed because we only know what we've been introduced to. But there was a lot of other stuff that was like trying to be serious on television. They started showing like late night animation and stuff, and it was all like really um, hacky and bad. So were, no, yeah. no one's ever translated it. We haven't seen it. But th- there's a lot of other like forerunners to that. And of course, we only know about the Lupons, the Gundams. The- I don't think J- Japan went through its animation ghetto first. Yeah. <laughs> that was the first phase. <clears throat> it makes sense. I just know Dragon Ball. That's it. 80s. That's all. It's, it's Dragon Ball and other anime. Two boxes. But I like this movie, though. It's fun. It's fucking weird. And I like all the weird shots and scene transitions and the staring directly at the camera saying something. <laughs> I like this movie a lot. It's just, it's very unique. Uh, People try to imitate parts of it, but no one has ever made the whole pie, so to say. So it made me, it made just, me think of Sweet Home a lot too, like it, when I was watching it, because it's like it's kind of real similar premise to it. Yeah, there was a reason. Hang on, uh, there was a reason for that. I thought. I feel like there's a there's a way to do this movie too. Like I could see a modernized version of this movie. Uh, being successful because the story once you like you put it all together actually makes some sense like it's still just wild but then it's like well if you do that we kind of take away from the other products part of what makes this movie so special is because it's just had Tarantino do it (laughs) (laughs) like either you're intentionally like making it bad or you're trying to modernize it too much and then it just becomes very like smooth edged and just like not interesting yeah, like yeah. I think that's the problem because the story is not anything like thought provoking. It's it's a ghost story. Yeah, but no. for the time, it's crazy. God damn! I swear there was a connection, but I can't remember what it was specifically. Like even if you Google it, like the Wikipedia article for Sweet Home, it in the opening paragraph it says it bears many similarities to the 1977 film House. Oh, yeah. But I swear was there curious. was another reason, and I can't remember what it was. At the very end, whenever she, like, you have the whole stepmother, future stepmother that shows up, and she's, like, inviting her in, and she's taking over. So, to be, I'm mean, not stupid, but just to clarify and make sure I follow it the right way, the aunt is now the the young girl, right? Like yeah, she took over, over the, the spirit. Yeah. The spirit, yeah, her spirit's now there in her body, and it looked like there were multiple cats whenever they showed different shots, like her, like, remember she's like taking away like the barricade stuff, like from the wall, like sliding it down. There are like shots where you can see in the background and there are multiple cats standing behind her or like when they're sitting together and they're drinking and kind of catching up before she sets her on fire or whatever. She's talking about, Oh, my friends will wake up when they're hungry. There are, there are scenes in the background where there are multiple of the cat. Like, is that a thing? Like some of them became the new version of that cat and they're there. Blanche. Because uh, I don't know if they were like murals or if they were actual cats. I couldn't really. There tell. are a bunch of pictures of the cat all through. Yeah, that's what makes it kind of hard to know. Is like, well, and the cat's just like kind of just like the representation of a spirit. It's it's not really a cat or or whatever else. I don't. I didn't know what but, the whole thing we'll, was. But. I will say before in the various parts of the house, there were all the images of Blanche the cat was always just one. Just mm-hmm. like the, the the big mural with the crazy eyes and all the pictures, the photos somebody took of her, uh, it's just of that one cat. But on that, 
either it's a mural or it's actually cats back there. There's a bunch of them. It yeah, there like- two or three, I think. Yeah, and that, what I because I either thought one or two things happened, and I, I almost even want to go back and look at the very end because it might have just been two cats. Did her but, friends get turned into cats? Well, I didn't think it was friends. I thought fantasy Some of them were was the one that got turned into cat. Because, oh, that's possible, yeah. Because Fantasy was her best friend. That's the only one at the very end. You don't know what happens to her. It would make sense that she gets turned into a cat because she's they the were best, best friend. friend. That does make sense. Yeah, so I wondered if she got turned into a cat. All the others either got eaten or turned into whatever other objects and were just still left in the house. Electrocuted. Yeah. Watermelon. Uh, I'm going to be real with you guys. I, I didn't like the movie. Dude, I was getting triggered <laughs> every time like they did some like gimmick fucking transition and like scene that they were doing. I was like, I get it. It's the 70s. And then, and then I was like, I get it. It's the 70s. I get it. Okay. <laughs> Look, it's the 70s, the whole movie. They yeah. didn't change decades in the middle of the movie. I'm sorry. It, it's yeah. not that, but it, it's not just that it's the 70s. It's, it's the 70s in Japan. So like it's just it's with psychedelic like Beach Boys knockoff. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 there's I, even a buggy in this movie. Like, I don't want to tell you. Yeah, I, res- I respect. Basis though was sick in this soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I respected some things, but overall, I, I just was not enjoying it. So I don't recommend it. Well, you're allowed to be wrong sometimes. I, of yeah. course, recommend it. This movie is fun. The mm-hmm. very first time I saw it, I didn't really care for it that much. The first time I saw it, it uh, my roommate owned it, so I could watch it for free. I was like, yeah, whatever. And then a few years later, it was on the Criterion channel, and people on online and, and some friends kept talking about how good this movie was. I said, I'm going to watch it again, because I'd watched a bunch more Japanese films since then. I thought maybe maybe I'll appreciate it more this time. Sure enough, I did. So I don't know. Mm. It, it wasn't it wasn't that is like it's more of just like i don't know it's just it was all crazy but Chaz, do you recommend it or do you i i do i i i think it's i mean i wouldn't say it's a soft recommendation i would overall i mean if you're a fan of watching anything that's horror i think it's a weird trip and i think it's fun i do think it's an acquired taste though so i can get why someone wouldn't like it yeah. but i mean i think that fits for any film of this era or uh anyway like there are plenty of films that would follow within this the same overall group that you would watch, and you might be turned off because it's like well, that's not what I typically watch. Yeah. But if you can get past those types of things, this movie is wild. Movie's a good old time. Um. It, mm-hmm. And Zach, it sounded like you were saying yes. You recommend yes. Yeah, I like this movie. I recommend it, and I didn't watch a bunch of Japanese films. I just. <laughs> I know a lot about Japanese culture through other things. Yeah, yeah. similar. I, I yeah, I, I don't. I there are very few Japanese films that I've watched. Uh, so yeah. I'm in the same boat. All right, before we move on to Annihilation, I wanted to read for you guys one of my favorite pieces of film trivia on all of IMDb, like every every movie ever. This is a piece of trivia about House, about the director specifically. Uh, shortly after the film's release, Obayashi proposed a story for what would have been the 16th Godzilla film. Had that film been made, it would have used the same crew as this film with Go Diego once again pro- providing the music. This story told of a little girl named Momo who discovers the dead body of Godzilla. After being dissected, Godzilla is revealed to be a pregnant female alien named Roseanne. <laughs> Who died of diabetes. <laughs> what? The brain of the dead Rosin, Roseanne, whatever, 
in, instructs the brain of the dead Roseanne instructs the humans that she must return with her unborn son to the planet of Godzilla. And so her body is converted into a spaceship. The newborn child would be reunited with its father and they would have fought a female monster, which shot fire from her breasts. Ultimately, this project was dis- discarded by Toho and was instead released as a short story in the Japanese edition of Starlog magazine. The artwork being done by future Akira director Masahiro <coughs> Otomo. The story lists the credits as if it were a feature film with Obayashi as the director. What the fuck? N- not gonna lie, I I want to see that in action. <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 trying to find a way to read to to check out that the comic the manga that like, that's is just insane. fucking wild it's that insane. is you just read a paragraph that just shows what cocaine is a hell of a drug <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing is just nuts you think I wonder, I wonder if that guy's movies are all like crazy like this from uh, what i understand mostly but it, you kind of get diminishing returns as his career goes on yeah because he starts being more like okay well i've done all this crazy shit Maybe I should try to make like a good story or something. This is uh, basically everything I just said, though. I read like one guy's comment on Reddit once. Like I've never seen any of his other movies. And if you look around <laughs> to me, his other most popular movies are from 1994, 2017, and 2019. So this is way down the road when his stuff is popular enough to even be on here i i don't know i don't know if you can watch any of it anywhere but i I would be very interested to check out one of his other movies one day yeah me too yeah i i'm just imagining because you said roseanne was gonna be like the alien thing or whatever uh but i just toto rosanna song just plays rosanna yeah she goes all the way <laughs> just this fucking alien oh, funny i'm gonna tie that more uh more closely and it's uh, totally unrelated but it is related that song once i heard it on a road trip like i don't know how many times with, with my wife and it kept playing and finally it played once and every time it would go to that part of the you all the way i would just start saying banana and that part was banana i would say banana each time and eventually we would hear it and every time we hear that song now my wife and i yell up banana during that part and that happened the other day it played while we were eating uh, uh, when I was like all hungover slash sick at uh, on Sunday, I, t- I say it's related because Togo, one of my favorite characters in this movie, got turned into a pile of fucking bananas. Bananas, that's right. And also, the director is bananas to have made any of these films. Uh, much less hearing that that's a tidbit of trivia. That is ridiculous. Uh, that's a great callback. Um, yeah. Damn. <laughs> Full circle. Annihilation. 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 Okay, so we're going to move on from a movie where a bunch of women go to a place and a bunch of bad shit happens to them to a movie where a bunch of women go to a place and a bunch of bad shit happens to them. Well, it was like last week, except that it was men. Exactly. I mean, in that way, you did make them both sound like horror films, but this is what I want out of this now. I want you to convince me in some non-lame way that, that Annihilation is a horror movie. Because I, f- I don't feel like this movie is a horror movie. No. Or maybe. maybe I, I don't know. <laughs> I have to say I, I don't like it. I don't know. I've, I've heard this before. Is oh, that really a horror movie? Wait. No, it is. It's just. It's considered I, sci-fi horror. It's considered sci-fi horror both academically and just practically. Like. There are there are horrific moments in this movie. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, like, you... I'm not. I'm not going to go to bat over genre for it. It's just yeah. a movie I like. 
But, you know, I, I, again, I actually liked it a lot. I, I thought it was great. Uh, why? Why do you think it's not a horror movie? I, maybe just how it, it played out. I, I I don't know. I it's like trying to think how to compare because there are certain movies I've seen that play out in a similar way in a story, and I wouldn't consider them horror movies. But I guess it depends on it's all perspective of what you could view as. Well, yeah, Casablanca and Barbed Wire play out in the same way, but I wouldn't consider them the same kind of same kind of movie either. I feel like this is another case of you have to wait a little bit for the shoe to drop on this one. Well, at first, for like the first 30, 40 minutes. Yeah, at least the first 40 minutes. Like the first big sizable chunk, it's not. Oh, well, that's build up. But even like when they're like things are happening, it's more like the survival is type of of drama. I mean, I would take it as a suspense uh, or even thriller. It's, I think, the. Uh, the sci-fi element's definitely there, and it's trippy at the end. It's kind of weird, and also it's really sad. There's like a lot of really sad elements of this because it like plays along with her personal life. Well, like, all of them, by the way, have something going on. Uh, Ventress is, has cancer. Lena is a fucking cheating whore. Um, uh, we call it uh the the medic. She has something going on. Uh, and the the tech one of them used to be a junkie. I can't remember which the one. The medic medic was the junkie, medic. and the techie she she cuts herself. That's why she wears long yeah. sleeves. And the one right. girl, the one lost her uh, her daughter, daughter to cancer and moved on. Yeah, like they all have baggage and stuff. But that was the point. But the whole point is like anyway, you're profiled because you're perfect to go basically in a situation where there's like less than a one percent chance you'd survive because a suicide mission. it was a suicide mission. I just think like how things play out learning why her husband went to do it to begin with. Again, it's still open to inference, but it's basically like, well, he knew his marriage was over. His wife cheated on him. When he figured that out, he's like, well, I'd rather be dead. I don't think it's open. I think the movie's telling you he found out he was heartbroken and he went like, uh, like Ventress is talking about, like you're confusing suicide with With self-destruction. No, no, it is. That's that's it. That's a really cool scene. Like when they talk about that. Oh yeah. But but again, that's, that's it's feeding you all the pieces you need, but you still have to put that together and infer it. And unfortunately, we live in a society where the average person uh, probably couldn't do that anymore. So to be fair, I'm just saying I got to that and thought, oh, that's great. It didn't take I, I was like blown away. I was like, oh, it immediately clicked to me. But I don't think every person that would watch that would immediately put all that together unless they're putting yeah. other thought into it. You're not the only again, one I'm, I'm talking about. <laughs> Because well. the, the producer, uh, one of the guys who's like part of the, the production company that made this movie, he wasn't the producer for this movie, but he was like a big wig at the company. Uh, I feel like it's too highbrow, I'm guessing. Yeah, he he was trying to get with them, the actual producer and the director, and like, uh, you guys might need to like, you know, dumb this down a little for audiences, basically, I'm paraphrasing it. Okay. And yeah. thankfully, the producer it, sided with the director and said, no, we're not going to do that. Yeah, that's and, good. That's, that's I good don't thing. think it's that aloof like why else would those scenes be there i don't know but it's like it's like chad's saying though people are dumber no no yeah a hundred percent a hundred percent people are dumb like how many times did you watch inception before you understood the entirety of inception i'm I'm once that movie i've watched that movie one time how many times would somebody have to watch that though in order to get it like a million times uh, like yeah, it's it is one of those things. Like I, it's whatever. Like I'm not holding it against anybody. It's just it, it is what it is. But we're smarter uh, than all of you. Yeah, yeah. fucking Mark beneath us. Fucking <laughs> breathing pores. Uh, so yeah, so my my thing here is like to feed off on what you guys are talking about is like they always have to have this clear 
you know, villain versus hero kind of thing. And I think like that's what the probably was they were trying to change. Like, oh, we need to make Lena the fucking hero because she's not the hero when you think about it. That was one of his notes, actually, was yeah. uh, he wanted to make uh, Lena more sympathetic, more of a sympathetic character than what she was. Is that what the yeah. movie's about? Yeah. Where, where'd you read all this? This is interesting. Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't read anything. I just watched it for what it was. But I don't think, I mean, I agree with you. I like the idea that yeah, there isn't really a villain. It's not like this thing is actually a monster. Maybe that's what comes off to me because it's, it's unique in that, or, it, or I guess it's, it's uh, less cookie-cutter. And that this isn't a monster that's out to get them. Like they're literally just trying to get to a, from point A to point B, and they're trying to survive nature. Just trying to figure way. out what the, what the hell all this is. To me, it kind of reminds me of um, like a more modern take on one of those old fifties B movies, uh, the sci-fi horror movies from outer uh, space, like that type yeah, of movies. Something outer space ish happens, and it's got the same kind of beats and stuff. We need to send you guys into the zone to figure out what's happening. Well, you know, there is an old sci-fi movie that we've watched on the show that this movie is paying Uh, direct homage to all the time. Stalker. Stalker. Yeah. 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 This movie, I I mean, it's based on a book, but apparently even the book is just basically inspired directly by uh, roadside picnic, which is the book that uh, Stalker started on. I mean, this reminded me a lot of, like, I even thought about, like, the original Predator in a lot of ways, just because, like, just the similarities of, like, a different group of people, but the difference there is, it's, I think we even talked about this last week or week before on the show, about how there's a dichotomy between hunter and hunted, like, you feel powerless. Uh, like, that's, it's different, but in the same way, they're all being hunted down them one by one. So I guess in that way, maybe it's a horror. I'm, I'm going to talk myself into thinking this is a horror film. Oh. Either way, I liked it. Mm. I thought it was a great movie. I, I've enjoyed it. It's a lot. It's it's fading off of that alien invasion because even though it's not like a the the, the Hollywood like Independence Day or we're you know I'm back and explosion and all that stuff. It's literally you see the thing crash into the lighthouse. By the way, uh, homage to the lighthouse. lighthouse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was I, th- I was thinking that too. I was like, oh, it's weird. We I, I saw that and I was like, fart noises. What? That's weird. <laughs> Instead of wanting to leave the lighthouse, they're trying to get to it. Mm-hmm. yeah but i i thought that that's the thing though is that you like what you just said is, is important though this isn't an alien invasion this is just a coincidental thing that happened and this thing is just literally just trying to grow and go through natural process and that's kind of why it's important when she's talking at the beginning about how is it though because cancer... at the end he's like oh it was an alien so it was an alien it wanted to destroy us and she says well no it doesn't want to destroy it just was creating something new uh, but when she first gets to the, the source of the actual shimmer and uh, uh, Ventress is there, she even she said what what's, I can't remember what she says exactly, but it indicates to me. Yeah. Uh, annihilation. It wants to annihilate everything. It wants to change everything and it wants to destroy our bodies and minds, you know, slowly, eventually the whole the whole world. Uh, yeah. yeah. But so I, mean, I, I, I think at the end, it's like it's kind of implied that they're both they're both like changed forever and they're. Like maybe, like maybe he's the shimmer version of himself because you don't know which version is burned up by the phosphorus grenade. So I think it's kind of implied that she gives an unreliable answer about the thing's um, intentions because either she doesn't know or maybe uh, she's like in some at some level like working for it with it or something at that point. Because when she says no, it didn't want to destroy, I just don't believe her. I, I don't think that's true. 
Well, I don't know. I think that's the problem, too. It's like you have this like radiation thing, and it, again, being sci-fi, if it's implying that everything on a cellular level is refracted and starts to become mutated, again, if they're looking at it from a, an, a, an idea of it being cancerous, that's it's what it was basing it off of, just using refractor, refraction as a catalyst, then the moment you entered that area, you became something similar to that because you you were instantly changed. And no matter what, that was going to eventually mutate out of control in just a matter of time. And the longer you stayed there, the worse it would get. So it wasn't like anyone was going to leave whether a full shimmer was there or not. I think it just, for some of them, like you have the one that went like mentally insane uh, yeah. or two of them that did. Like they went crazy. One was overly paranoid and it led to her own destruction. Which that was really cool too. The whole thing with the bear, like using the the voice. That's modulation. that's one of the most famous scenes in this movie. That's, yeah, that's that was really cool. Oh. Yeah, that's from terrible. something. There's a there's a book where that I cannot remember for the life of me. I've read that. Does that. <laughs> there, there's a Revenant. there's a is it Revenant? Revenant. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> funny. The bear's like, I'm <laughs> coming to get you, boy. I don't care if you do have a son. It doesn't matter to me. <laughs> Why does this bear sound like Leonardo DiCaprio? Now, uh, <laughs> no, really, though, there, there's something I've read. It. I don't think it was a bear, but it, it's a similar thing of um, the animal being able to to uh, like evolve based on what it eats or something. But uh, anyway, well, the point being, I, out of that scene, how it played out was really cool because it showed them like how how scary it was that these things changed. But um, to get back to the whole mental state thing, like the one. Uh, uh, Ventress, she knew she was breaking. Like, she already knew she was unraveling. And the other one, I'm pretty sure she just walked out, and became a fucking plant. Wait. Like, she was like cutting herself with the plants. Yeah. yeah. I and was. She just walked out and became a fucking tree. I, I was joking. I was like, she make she made like a tree and leave. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, she did. Yeah. Uh, did it really for real. Yeah. Oh shit. I thought that was a unique take too. That because they were, and that's how she figured it out. Like because they were refracting the DNA of other things. It's whatever they found there at the time. If it was kill or whatever, if that was the DNA that like landed on it, then it refracted that, and then that's what grew out, and it made like the skeleton of it in the outer way. It's kind of interesting. Uh, I mean, again, you apply the actual science to a lot of this stuff. I mean, it's quickly debunked because it's ridiculous. But that's all point. Sci-fi. Yeah, it's, not, it's not a documentary. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. It's sci-fi. So, so it's, it's neat, though. It's just it's kind of cool. So, no doc talk. So with no, the, doc, no doc talk here. Yeah. Uh, so with the cancerous cells thing, because that was like at the <laughs> very beginning, because Lena is a biologist and talking about cancerous cells. So let's look at it from that point of view, right? So you have this huge ass cell, the shimmer, uh, like annihilating pretty much anything that's on the world. Then you have these cancer cells, <laughs> like all these, you know, humans going into the, this area, uh, and just pretty much dying and, and, and going off. So like, I, I truly think this alien, yes, is annihilating, but not in a hostile intention. Um, because I think the alien thing is like trying to learn the other, uh, person. Like when, uh, Lena, uh, saw herself through the shimmer. It's like the total opposite. Like she had to teach it how to self-destruct where she's like, here, hold on to this grenade. Uh, and then like blew up because she learned it from what Kane did. And by the way, horror, uh, I always think of the ring. I had some ring vibes based off of all the videotapes that we were seeing. Like when, uh, when Oscar, uh, uh, or Kane, it's gotta be Kane. Anyway, uh, 
<laughs> when he was cutting that guy's stomach and then seeing like <laughs> snakes, <laughs> whatever it was in his uh, his intestine turns into silly worms. Yeah, yeah. That's I. I, don't, I have so many questions. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it was like parasites or something like moving yeah. around. But it it's wasn't. funny because that's that's sort of scary. But then they see what happened to him afterwards at the in the base of that that swimming pool. That's even yeah. scarier. Yeah, that's <laughs> oh, <God. fucking> crazy. <laughs> it was like the dude in the thing where they found him in the shed and his, his, his corpse was all fucking stretched out. And right, I, it made me think about like the uh, the the thing that they find at the Swedish camp that's outside that they tried to burn. Yeah. That, yeah. That, it always reminds me of that. that. That's what it reminded <laughs> me of as well. I guess probably because we just watched it. Vibes from this movie too. Yeah. Yeah. No, it definitely does. But I think like the. Maybe I'm playing devil's advocate, but I don't think this is a monster in terms of like it has this direct intent of it. She says that, but like I don't that person if she's gotten mentally insane, I, I don't know if I trust what Ventress is saying at that point anyway. The way I take it is like Galactus is my is my comparison. Galactus is this force uh, fictional force of nature that can still destroy an entire planet, but he's not bad. He just is. He has to to survive. Exactly. Is it not any different for this? If this thing doesn't continue to do what it does and replicate, then it will also die. We don't know, but like that's kind of what I'm thinking of. I don't think it's doing it with malintent. I think it's just doing it, and that's just what's happening. And you just have all these this crew of people that are trying to figure it out together, and it is, it is what it is. Uh, and no, it's interesting yeah. to see now that they're outside of the Shimmer as that continues to grow. Are they the, the alternate versions of themselves or not? And it's the it's the horror of nature playing out the horror of existence, yeah. the unknown. It has very H.P. Lovecraft uh, in this uh, style, but yeah, the, I get a little bit of that too. The co- cosmic horror, in in a sense. Yeah, I thought that too. This is like a cosmic kind of a cosmic horror deal, maybe. Yeah, the alligator, which by the way, I had like abyss fucking like uh, flashbacks of that movie. When she got like taken, in the, and I don't know how she didn't die. By the way, that alligator was stupid and couldn't like chomp on her for some strange Apparently, reason. It, she said it grabbed her pack. Yeah, that alligator needed braces. Did you see his teeth? They were all fucked yeah. up. Yeah, that's why I couldn't do it. Poor, poor thing. He's, he's got all the trouble. teeth, no toothbrush. He had crossbite. <laughs> that's why he's so ornery. Something wrong with his mama. I, I saw what you said, though. That's all. Okay, so fun fact. It, it's it get unrelated or whatever. I I went to the zoo. I took my nephew because it was his birthday, and he really wanted to see the alligator that was there. And then as a treat at the end, we bought him a, a little stuffed gator he could have with him. And he was trying to get like come up with names, and everybody's got like, these cool names. I think he ended up the name like Splash Claw or something. So I was like, okay, that's that's cool. You're you're six. You name it whatever you want. I think you should name it Medulla Oblongata. And no one else got it. And I was really disappointed. I was like, who, who are these people I surround myself with? Fucking losers. Hmm. And, and then my wife looked over and she's like, is that, is that that Colonel Sanders thing from Water? And it's like, that's why I married you. Um. <laughs> 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 I mean, the director, by the way, made the ending ambiguous, by the way, uh, where it's, again, I like those type of movies where it's like, is she the shimmer? Is she not? Because when you look at the, and you can't even really call it a fight. She was literally fighting with herself. It was just mimicking everything that she was doing. Uh, But at some point when she did get knocked out, where you're just like, I don't know who's who, but then it gets uh, adjusted by when she starts to get copied by the shimmer. Um, 
And at the end, her eyes glow. I mean, is she a shimmer or is it because she's been inside the shimmer that fucked up her DNA in a sense that she's a changed human? I think uh, it's the latter. Yeah. 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 I, but I do think it's, and I think it's that reason because think about how, like, I think, again, it's just a guess, but I think Kane is not, like, Kane is dead. The real Kane is dead. The one that's there is the shimmer. Because yeah. of how he answers questions and how cleanly he looks compared to how disheveled the one that died looked. Whereas uh, for her, she's still, it's interesting if you think about how she started answering things at the very beginning of the movie. Because there was a lot of that no, I don't know. Everything was very, oh. you were unsure about how you were answering <laughs> things. But then she's also, like as you're watching it, she's also explaining the story. There'd be no way for the Shimmer to do that. So I think it's her and I think she's changed. So, and again, it's also her coming to terms with maybe she's got a second chance at this person where she screwed things up. Mm. Um, well, she even says, you're not Kane, are you? And he's like, nah, I don't know. So. Yeah, I don't think so. Like, he, exactly. Like, he's not really she, sure, but he, he kind of isn't. This is the perfect opportunity. She can groom him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, here it is. You know, all right. So we have the perfect marriage. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> you know, this movie, because I, by the way, I forgot to mention another movie. I watched Under the Skin with uh, Scarlett Johansson. I almost chose that yeah. to watch this week. And then I changed it because I saw the opportunity to do the, the weird, oh, full female cast thing. So that's that's really interesting that you watched that because that's what I was going to choose. Yeah, and it had shades of that in this film because yes. the, sh the Shimmer is, again, technically trying to learn how to be human. And I think that's what Kane at the end is trying to do too. Like he, he is, you know, he has the DNA of Kane. He's not Kane uh, from, the uh, from the start of the movie. But, like, the one thing that he's missing is, I guess, feelings and love and, and passionate. And I think that's what, you know, maybe Lena is going to do with him. We'll never know because I, if you do a fucking sequel to this movie, I swear to fucking God, don't do it. Uh, well, no, 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 no. Now, hang on now. Yeah. This is a part of the reason that I think at the end that they're like, well, maybe they're like working with Shimmer or something. This is based on a book. The book is the first in a trilogy. Mm. And when Paramount got the rights to this movie, they got the rights or the, the book rights to this one. They got the, the rights to all of them. Yeah, I actually so, I actually so. ordered the first book that's coming tomorrow because I heard it's, I heard it's different uh, compared it to the is, movie. Apparently it is. Uh, someone yeah. someone I work with has read Here, it. I, I have, I'm have curious about something too because I'm still stuck on that whole thing of like horror versus it being something else separate. Have you guys, have you guys ever read and or watched I Am Legend? Yes. Uh, I've seen I Am Legend and I've seen Omega Man. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but it, well, and if you've read it, it's a whole different thing. I don't know if any, has anyone ever read I Am Legend? No, I have only seen no. the Will okay. Smith version. Okay, very, very, very different uh, in terms of how it is. Uh, like, like you said, like different. The the book trilogy may be different than the movie adaptation for Annihilation, but but anyway, like, would you consider that a horror movie? I am legend. Um, zombie, like even though I, they're not zombies, they're infected. Like that that type of movies has its like own subgenre to horror. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it, I, well, I if, if no one there dies. But I guess that's what I'm wondering is like if that if you would consider that, and the only difference here is like it's not a group of people because people keep getting killed directly where he's on his own until he figures out he's not. But it, it's like a survivalist type of thing. Then I guess this would fall in it too. Because like at least in plot lines, like it's it's similar in a way of how they they narrate through. Except there's a group and people get picked off one by one. But I don't know. I, I got some similarities. 
for how this movie played off to the more to the book than that. Uh, the book's really interesting though. That's something actually Dubs I would recommend you read, especially if you like at all like the movie. Uh, like even if you thought oh, it's kind of okay, watch or uh, read the book because the the book is really cool how it, it ends. Yeah, I'm anyway. I'm I'm buying all classics before uh, you know I I'm gonna ban myself from buying books for a while because I'm going to, I'm starting to end up like the guy from the twilight zone where he like hides in the fucking, uh, the bank of vault. And he's like, I have so much to read and then drop the glasses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they get the future. I'm a thing. It's like the play off. That's a joke. Oh, at least I can read braille and his hands fall off. Like, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, let, let's discuss this before we move on and tell you what's going to be happening next week. Uh, that bear is terrifying. Uh, uh, that thing is just like the... Now, we watched these YouTube videos before uh, when we were doing our little shindig thing Saturday. <laughs> and there was the thing about uh, nature's mockery and fake people and auditory hallucinations. And it showed a bear mutating into a weird werebear Cthulhu bear thing. This bear is very similar to that. <laughs> <laughs> I I played a lot of World of Warcraft. I've killed about approximately a hundred thousand of those dire bears. It's not that bad. <laughs> dire, dire beaters. <laughs> dire bears. But uh, it, it was scary. Yeah, it just the the sheer fact where somehow the last thing that happens to I forgot who died, but the one lady, uh, I think Shepard is her name. Yeah, Shepard. Uh, Shepard. Like the last thing you hear is "Help me." <laughs> Every time the bear opened up the mouth, he's like, "Ow!" And then I was like, "What the fuck, fuck man?" Creepy. That's why it's scary. Yeah, that's why it's creepy. I, I mean, if it's just a bear, bears are kind of scary, but that's terrifying. Yeah, that's a, that is a, that's a also it's got like an exposed skull and fangs and stuff. Yeah, it's all it's all fucked up looking. Yeah, it's all right. cancerous. It's a fucking cancer bear. <laughs> cancer bear. In, in a way. Oh, and I like how the the shimmer like mimics the house. Like that house in there was not the same house as theirs, but it was like almost similar. It had the same stairs, it had that corridor to like the kitchen with the table and stuff, uh, just like in the beginning. So that was a nice touch, I think. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, I did have a little plot hole that I I didn't like. Maybe I missed something. But when they first enter, that's whenever they're they're in there for like a couple of days. And they don't remember anything about like they're all disoriented. Six days, they say. Or and then they like start to figure it out. But there's no other part the rest of the way. I mean, yeah, they all become mentally unstable in their own ways, but they never have any other blips there where they just like phase out. Which I, I wondered if it wasn't like some kind of a mental acclimation thing. Like they're getting okay. slowly, slowly, slowly. Okay, now they're too far gone. Like now well, their cells have fully like been screwed up and now well, like, the shimmer is just they've acclimated the shimmer well that's what i wanted too and it, it's the whole basis of it actually there's a scientific basis for it um because they actually i think they said they said something about six days but that was like further on in the movie i think they said like right when it happened it was about three to four days whenever they like they'd been moving around and that's when they could go on from there and they moved through each night or whatever uh but uh, there's an interesting thing about how the brain acclimates to certain types of pressure or whatever. Like if you were to be upside down for so long, in theory, your your actual vision would accommodate for it after around 72 hours so that your vision would actually invert. 
your brain would actually invert uh, how you see things. So you look at everything upside down. Uh, that's been tested through through different experiments and stuff, and it's true. So it's kind of neat. I wonder if it was maybe like some type of like uh, relationship to that. Maybe I don't know. I, I thought it was a weird thing, and it was like, yeah, whatever. I think it was try- uh, like if they're playing off of like their uh, self destructiveness uh, is right when they entered the bubble. Uh, they went to Lena's, like, uh, you know, getting banged by that black dude. Uh, and then, like, saying, hey, I don't think this is right. You need to get out of my fucking house, like, it scene. And then that's when she, like, woke up and found out it was, like, a time break. I just keep on remem- remembering. I don't know if you guys ever watched Stargate SG-1, but there was an episode where they were in the area where the Stargate is, but there was a black hole on the other side of the Stargate. So, like, when they were near the Stargate, time was different compared to what it was upstairs. But while they were in the Stargate area, fucking two months was going by and only, like, ten minutes passed upstairs. Mm. So, like, I, I thought of that. Uh, like, the Shimmer just has its own fucking time zone uh, where it's just... Because remember, in the beginning of the movie, didn't she say, like, it, it felt like days or maybe possibly weeks for me? But like, they're like, no, it's been four fucking months. Like, what, what do you Yeah, doing? but that's what I wondered, too, is, like, for her, she said it was like that, but they'd been there for four months. But that, that's what I wondered, is, like, were they actually taking a lot longer than they realized to travel? But it also doesn't explain how, how long it took her to get back. I, I did wonder, like, how, how much of it was uh, was tied in, and that's what confused me. But then I guess it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, also, a quick shout-out. If anyone knows the name of it, the scene there at the beginning, you know, before everything kind of unfolds, um, there's that song that plays when she's like really upset because she's like she, clearly she's grieving. We don't know what happens yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do not know what the name of that song is. It's gonna kill me now. Uh, or who sings it? Uh, uh, isn't it um, uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash? Yeah, yeah. That, that's I, I don't. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That song is really cool. There's a uh, one of my favorite bands um, actually covers that song. It's actually the first time I'd heard it. Which whatever I but I discovered the original after that was really cool that showed up in the uh, the uh, uh, the movie I heard it. I was like oh I like this song a lot I was like so you know it's cool when you hear a song that you really like anyway and it plays in something it's supposed to grab you so like you get that more attached to it it's used really creatively creatively in this movie for some reason it like made me sad but it also made me like unsettled mm-hmm. yeah oh yeah it's like uneasy but then at where it plays i, I thought the same thing i I, yeah. li- I like the cloud anus fucking music that happened like when that alien cloud anus showed up like it started to get into like <laughs> synthesizer like stuff going on yeah that, uh, that yeah. sounds terrifying <laughs> yeah well i was wondering what was going to happen because what i thought it was trying to look like it was it was initially trying to look like a cell that was about to go through meiosis but then it didn't. I can finally, uh, I can finally say this, and you guys get it. That's the sound I want my horn to make in Forza Horizon. I want to drive up with people and like blow the horn. So you want your, so you want your car to sound like liquid techno farts? That's what it sounds like. But my final thoughts on it, I I like this movie. I like the that they didn't listen to the fucking uh, producer, whatever person. It's like you need to dumb it down so like casual people. Do not dumb down sci-fi Hollywood. Keep yeah. doing what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. But I highly recommend. What about you, Andy? 
I recommend it too, of course. Uh, I chose this movie, and I've been an acolyte for this. I saw this movie the week it came out in theaters. I can't remember why. Like, I, it's not like I was like, oh, I gotta go see this movie or anything. I'd never, I hadn't even seen Ex Machina yet at that point. Uh, the other great movie by this director, Alex Garland, go see Ex Machina. Ex Machina rules too. But uh, I was going to the theater anyway, and I was like, oh, I'm just gonna see this sci-fi piece of shit. It's it's got Natalie Portman in it, whatever. And ever since then, I've been a zealot for this movie. I, I'm like, everyone should watch this movie. It's great. It was on Hulu for a while. I told everyone to watch it, which is weird because everywhere except the United States, this movie is distributed by Netflix. Dude, that's but, something else in the Wikipedia they go over. Oh, well, there you go. But uh, <laughs> that's weird. Uh, also, uh, there's one good laugh in this movie and Dubs almost touched on it, but not quite. I just kind of want to I want to spoil it a little bit. I like um, they just she just slept with uh, uh, Daniel, the, the the other the other professor or whatever, mm-hmm. and she's like, "This was a mistake. You need to get the fuck out of here." And he's like, "You know, you don't hate me. You you just hate yourself." She oh, says, and, uh, I hate she you says, too. No, Daniel, I hate you too. <laughs> I fucking love that line. I, I love she's like, no, I do theory. hate myself, but I hate you as well. So fuck off. <laughs> that's, really, that's a really good line. I love that a lot. That, yeah, made, that, that made me angry, by the way, because, like, it, again, I know it happens in the world. It, not everybody's going to be perfect and be, like, fucking all Christian and shit. But, like, he he's married, and he's, like, he, he says this, like, lame like, thing. No, I love my wife. And I'm, like, what the fuck is this, then? <laughs> but he says, like, this lame thing, like, we're so compatible. We, like, our language is so great. And I'm, like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> like, that's some lame shit. You're fucking breaking your wife's heart. If she ever finds out, but you try to tell well, her how to feel too. Well, and it makes you think back to the very first thing he says: self-destruction. Yeah, he, exactly. Actually, everything in the movie, when you look back at it, everyone's just trying to justify self-destruction, which is why that that whole scene of her talking about self-destruction is so cool. Mm. But the very first thing in the movie, he even says when he invites her to that barbecue before you know anything's happened. Yeah, is about hey, it's not a betrayal for you to come to a barbecue. You're like, well, that's a weird thing to say. Oh yeah, she fucked him. So there's a whole double affair type of thing going on. Yeah, that that is a betrayal, actually. That yeah, that's that's why you would avoid it. It's not just because you're grieving. Mm. Uh, so yeah, Coffee. that is neat. I, so I I would definitely recommend this movie. Again, we we can agree, disagree, whatever. It maybe it's very close to horror. It's as close to horror that I would say it gets without being that. I think the reason I don't think of it as that a write off is that I would recommend this movie to people who typically don't like watching scary movies. Does that make sense? Just yeah. watch the bear scene with the lights on. Yes. Like, I'm not saying you wouldn't see <laughs> things that are scary in it, but I, there are movies that I would not, like, I would not recommend that that uh, my my wife or, or other people that are similar to her to watch The Thing or Hellraiser or like, specific slashers or certain movies, because I know for sure she's going to turn it off within five minutes. She doesn't like movies like that. She doesn't like horror. But I would recommend this movie, and I know that she would like this. She probably would like the book, like, I, again, even though it fits in that same frame of things, so I, I, that's that's where maybe it's it's like it's blended, and there's like that weird Venn diagram. But I'll, I'll get off of my weird, pretentious high horse about it. I like the film; people should watch it. It's really good. I actually am hopeful to see if they make the other movies. Mm-hmm. But uh, Zach, I don't think you ever said if you recommend or not. So, what, do you recommend or not? Yeah, I recommend this movie. It's great. He, he did extra research. He did more research than I did into it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to read more now. It seems neat. I want to read about well, the other stuff. I was going to say, usually after every movie I watch, uh, I'll read up about it after. Only after, not before. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and yeah there's there happened to just be a lot of interesting stuff about the production of it really and i don't think they're going to make any sequels because it bombed no it did bomb no he's right about that that's part of why i've always been like please everyone go watch annihilation it's great like every time it's streaming I go to a bunch of people and tell them to watch it. You and, say that? And I haven't like, had anyone come to me and be like, I fucking hate that movie you told me to watch. Everyone everyone has liked this movie. No, but that's the thing, though. This movie's, like, critically acclaimed, though. Like, if you look at it, Critics liked it. Audiences awards. didn't. I mean, it's not so much that audiences didn't like it. Just no one went to see it. No, because it was fucking stupid. People because watched it. And they like, couldn't advertise uh, Well, did you watch Saw where that guy was alive the whole time? <laughs> that's, that is exactly why this movie didn't do well. It's where Thanos at? Where the gauntlet? <laughs> how do you advertise this movie how do you advertise this movie and honestly the advertisements are what got me the advertise they advertise this movie the way i wish advertising movies worked they didn't show you anything about the plot they just showed you a bunch of pretty stuff it's like (laughs) the scene i remember from the trailer is uh when she's by herself she's you don't realize it the trailer but she's looking for the dead body and she stops and points the rifle and you see the two like mutated white deer and their antlers have flowers on them. Mm-hmm. It's like, I remember that from the trailer and be like, Whoa, what the fuck is this movie about? Like, Oh yeah. But that doesn't work. That doesn't work mm-hmm. for an average. You, you have to like reveal half of the goddamn plot and you have to be like, Oh, fucking all these people, you know, are in it and stuff like that. That's the only way you can ever that, that. That's the problem is like, if you just fillet a movie wide open and just ruin it, cause you had to dissect it in order to, to do a, a trailer for it. Then it's, it, it also makes it not worth it. So I, I, I agree. I don't know. It is what it is. There, there are going to be a, set, a certain subset of films that are not going to do well in the general view because they are too smart. That is okay. It is what it is. I would have shown the bear. Yes, the bear. Yeah. I mean, I like it being the... a surprise. I like the bear well, being a surprise. You don't have to show the bear out in the open. The the scene where the bear drags Shepard away because it's in shadow. You don't clearly uh, see the bear. Yeah, I didn't realize there, there was velociraptors there. Right yeah. Yeah, yeah, I kind of thought it was a weird were panther too. So that's that's actually a good point. What the fuck that. is that thing? It killed that chick. Oh my god! That was part of the problem with the trailer. Is I don't think the trailer portrayed any sense of danger. It was just like look how look how pretty and mysterious everything is. It and came like, off oh, a mystery. A straight sci-fi thriller. I think that's part of why I went to go see it. If I'd have known there were scenes like with the bear and stuff like that in it, I think my scaredy cat ass wouldn't have gone to see it. <laughs> i'm serious like i'm not i mean, i've uh partially due to the 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 movie night group and partially due to this podcast i've gotten way more into horror in the last three years or so but i was never that much into horror i, I don't like like uh I, jump scares are like my least favorite part of movies i think they're like pathetic and 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 you know just, just nonsense i don't like it but i see them so, coming now you have to earn jump scares you have to earn yeah yeah, I mean, if you earn a really good one, that's one thing. But you, you could definitely tell with the cheap jump scares when they're coming. Uh, I like the ones that I don't know coming, where I'm like, "Oh fuck, shit!" No, yeah, they yeah. do tricky because the 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 shots always framed in a certain way. They want the action in the middle of the screen so you can see it, and the soundtrack cuts out. Yeah, or yeah. it's okay to do a jump scare for a laugh, not like yeah, a- yes, a hundred percent. No, you're yeah. right about that. Mm-hmm. I like a jump scare for a laugh. I also like the swerve of jump scare, fake jump scare. Oh, it actually is a jump scare in a different way, and it gets you. That's always good. Titties. Slumber, FYI, Slumber Party Massacre is really good at that jump scare for laughs thing. They get a lot of mileage out of it, and it's probably one of the best movies I've seen do it. <laughs> All right. 
so i i'm actually going to be changing the rules on this so what i have here if you're watching video i have a horror movie generator that we're going to be doing it's going to be three rounds uh of six movies being shown i'm going to roll a 6d uh 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 dice uh so every three uh the three rounds of six movies whatever is picked we're just going to choose the three so we're going to go with the first round of six movies we should just watch uh Ernest scared stupid come on <laughs> All right. oh man we oh what a, what a movie. We, number one is silent hill to the omen oh that's good i hope that gets picked uh the deaths of ian stone uh the descent uh whisper in the ring now i'm gonna go to i'm gonna go to my dice i'm not gonna switch between screens so you're just gonna have to honor what i uh call uh so six so the ring, the ring is gonna be on the first list so just okay. remember Remember that? I'll just write over here. The ring. The ring. Okay, we got the ring. The ring. <laughs> What's the Lord of the Ring? <laughs> and then the second round here, we have Wrong Turn. Oh, no <laughs> Souls, The Descent, Wreck, and The Why Death. Why has The Descent been on every single one so far? You really, wants us to watch they really it. want us to watch it. Yeah. I almost kind of want to watch it because I thought about it watching uh, these movies. All right. But... I'm going to roll it now. One, two, three. I got, Four. I got two. An anatomy. Yeah. I don't know what that movie even is. I bet it's French bullshit. All right, and the final one here. Ooh, ooh, ooh. We, we have yeah. pos- <laughs> we have possession. Ooh. The mouth ah, of madness. The mouth of madness. There we go. The Omen. Friday the Thirteenth. Silent Hill. Or Don't Look Now. That's actually that is specifically that is Friday the Thirteenth. Okay. The remake. Correct. Um, that is the remake that like yeah, that's, basically that's... one through four all together. It's the remake. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've still never seen the original Silent Hill. I'd be okay with that one, too. All right. I rolled it, and guess what? I got a number two in the Mouth of Madness. So I guess yeah! It, so I, I'm already guessing we're all choosing in the Mouth of Madness, right? Yeah, in the Mouth of Madness. Yeah. <laughs> what are our choices, just so I know? Uh, the Rang, uh, Anatomy, and the Mouth of Madness. Uh, I mean, yeah. I don't know in the, what in the mouth of madness is. So, oh, you're right. gonna you're gonna probably like that one. I think it's yeah. it's, it's John Carpenter. Come on. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, wait. The... in the mouth. It's the uh, oh shit. No way. I think I know this now. Um, it's like shit. the Cthulhu horror. There's a guy who's, who's a novelist and he yeah. goes to write. He Stephen books. King's the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I remember Sam Neill. recommending this movie to me. I'm I'm pretty sure, but okay, yeah. I still have never watched it, so I'm cool with that. It's one of the most unsettling scenes involving a bicycle in in, in cinema. Yeah. So remember, guys, to watch In the Mouth of Madness, and then we'll uh, come back next week and talk about it, and then do our ranking. So hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's get to some news that matter to us, Zach. I'm gonna let you take it away first on your story. All right, so uh, first up, some positive uh, news. Uh, there's a Silent Hill uh, community event thing happening tomorrow. Uh, they've been hyping it since last week, really. Mm-hmm. Little teasers and stuff, like the Twitter page changed the profile picture, and they've been teasing like numbers and dates and shit and people who have been involved with silent Hill, various people, including Christoph Gans, apparently uh, Masahiro Ito, the guy who was the art director for like all <laughs> original games, uh, stuff like that. They've all been involved in this mm-hmm. uh, and 2 PM tomorrow. We're going to find out what it's about. Uh, it's got the whole community like 
kind of up in a tizzy. It's like, you got like, it's split. You got people that like, they're looking forward to this announcement and you got people that are like, kind of like me. They're like, they're, they're like, Oh no, I hope it's not another Pachinko machine or another <laughs> stupid mobile game or something. I oh, saw, boy, we're um, going to get there. Don't worry. I saw there's a, there's a Metal Gear Solid subreddit, Never Be Game Over, and it's full of just whack jobs. Always like coming up with the the craziest, out, most outlandish uh, guesses at stuff. And uh, one guy had actually done a pretty good job of piecing together some kind of compelling clues that like all this bullshit that Kojima keeps showing off, where it's like, who am I? Where am I? And it's why it's going to be the Silent Hill the next Silent Hill game and Kojima Productions is going to make it. And that sounds like bullshit and it is bullshit, but uh, he, he did some pretty interesting logistical jumps to, to make it seem like that was what's going on. <laughs> I, yeah. Um, I know that's not, it's just, it's hilarious. It's just really funny to see. Who's that? Sorry. I don't uh, know what happened there. Like, uh, so, like random web, uh, Page started playing. Yeah, pop up. <laughs> By the way, I wanted to correct you. Uh, yes, it's two p.m., but that's Pacific time, so it's five p.m. Oh, I thought that was Eastern. My bad. Yeah. Okay. So okay, it's six. All right. If, if we have any other bits of news to add, I want to do mine because it actually is very similar to that. So I think it's a good segue. That's okay. uh, I'm not done. Oh, uh, and when you're when you're done, so when, when you're done with that, I want I want to do my next because it segues this, the uh, the Silent Hill stuff. Okay. Uh, now, most there's been a lot of rumors and speculation about this. I'd say the one that has the most credence is this is a Silent Hill 2 remake. Ooh. Uh, especially, that too. especially because of the phrasing that they used in the pr- promotional Restless. material. And my given a lot of Redditors. I see that town. That is the <laughs> opening line from the game when you walk out of the fucking weird rest stop bathroom. You know, so, I, I hate remakes. But like, if they're gonna, you guys re- have said some pretty nice things about the Resident Evil remakes. I know because I've listened to. Well, you, you never let me finish. But what I was gonna say, what I was gonna say is, <laughs> when they reimagine the remake, is when I really like it. I don't like when they go carbon copy and be like, "Oh, it's a remaster. It's a remake." Where well, remake and a remaster, those are unique things. Yeah, yeah, yeah those are different things. Uh, but like, I think. Uh, it's that I've heard some kind of stuff. There's been talk of the last couple years of Konami being like, uh, maybe we should try to make games again. And this might be part of that, that effort. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was even like some kind of talk about like how apparently internally, some people in Konami took notice to how the resident evil remakes have been received. And it's like, I don't know, we can like, what um, yeah, as, Castlevania as, too. That as Silent files, what is your opinion on them doing two and not one first? You ask me. They should have done one first. Really? It's the oldest game. Yeah. It's the one most people are going to be like, "This looks like cardboard," and you know the complaint about how it looks, how it sure. sounds. Uh, hmm. it's. It's kind of like a case of like talking about Metal Gear Solid remake. It's like, why did they do Metal Gear Solid? You ask me. They shouldn't do Metal Gear Solid, but I fully understand why they would pick Metal Gear Solid. Maybe they might do a double whammy. Maybe they might do one and two. Maybe. Yeah, I mean um, that's. I, I agree with you, Zach. That like, would be a big commitment before they know whether or not this is going to be a success. Uh huh. 
It would so, make more sense that they would do the first, but the second, like, it would make sense why they would do the second. Isn't the second one considered to be the best, right? It's the one most people most consider people to be the best. Game yeah. Game. And it's yeah. more of a side story than main canon, if you think about it a little it's bit. Another, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other part of this uh, news did, that I was going to do is the very next day, there's a Resident Evil event, too. <laughs> It also takes like, fuck you. We're gonna get in on the thing. It's <laughs> six p.m. Eastern, so like we're gonna get Resident Evil news too. I'm I'm thinking they're gonna show more Resident Evil Four stuff. There, there was a fucking typo in one of the Twitter things where it said Resident Evil Nine Remake, and they're like, "Man, the original didn't come out yet." Cut right to the chase. So we just decided to remake it. <laughs> nice. That's funny. What were you gonna say, Chaz, about the Silent Hill thing? What is you had a jumping off point. You, you said you had oh, so speaking of, of announcements from companies uh, or studios making like games and their legacies, so last week Mortal Kombat celebrated their 30th anniversary, and you know Ed Boon is notorious for going online and like, oh, ask me whatever, except don't ask me when the next fucking game's coming out or what you're doing next or put Melina in the game. It's funny, like people get so fucking twisted up about this shit and flip out, and he ends up blocking so many people. Well, anyway, he, like, just told people, like, listen, we're not announcing a new game of the 30th anniversary. We're just going to celebrate it for what it is. And that's exactly what they did, right? Well, they just announced the new game that's coming out. Um, I can't remember if this happened either late yesterday or early this morning. Uh, but they announced a, uh, a new Mortal Kombat called Mortal Kombat Onslaught that is going to be coming out. And it's supposed to be, like, a celebration of, of the roster of characters over the franchise. It is a mobile RPG. Uh, People are fucking furious over uh, this. Uh, <laughs> fuck your life! Bing bong! And it's a mobile-only collection role-playing game. Uh, yeah, and that, that, yeah, exactly. So he trolled all these people, and everyone just kept thinking that he keeps saying this because you're going to announce something on the 30th anniversary. They don't announce anything. People let it go. And then the following week, they announce this. Well, at the least they knew troll. better than to taint the 30th anniversary celebration i know oh that would have been bad well they know look i hate to play devil's advocate on this because i'm very much in the camp of this is bullshit don't do this and i'll i'll say this about blizzard as well um they know what they're doing they know that cell phone games are going to make a lot of money even like they're not targeting uh video game marks like us there's a they're, reason they're, why they're targeting people who played Mortal Kombat when they were in elementary school and then pretty much never again. It's like the like person that people like who Pokemon. remember Scorpion and Sonya, and that's it's pretty like, much it. It's like people like, that played Pokemon Red like once. It was like, oh, Pokemon's cool, whatever. And then twenty years later, Pokemon. are playing the fuck out of Pokemon Go. Yeah, and exactly, that that's the out. audience they're going after. And actually, from a pure dollar standpoint, I agree. Like Tencent is one of those companies that's become fucking. I massive. was about to say, everyone forgets. Uh, they're not targeting just the United States audience with this. They're targeting yeah, Europe worldwide. and Asia and everywhere else. Like this is cell phones we're talking about. So yeah. they can release something simultaneously to like uh, the entire civilized world. That's yeah. that's going to get play. So uh, I get why they're doing this. I just wish they wouldn't. Well, the way to look at it is if this is a vehicle to make their company money so they can then have the budget to make a better game later on, then that's fine. Whatever. Do that. Like, as long as they end up still making something else, but I don't know. Because there's been, there's still a lot of talk and uh, mystery on what the next game is going to be. If it's even going to be a Mortal Kombat game. There have been so many things thrown out there. Uh, even like a weird, like, Marvel versus DC type of game, which would be kind of cool, but 
not even related to this, just in the NetherRealm studios, like the combat system they use. So I don't know, like, it, why not just wait and see what they come out with? Um, I just thought it was funny that, like, people melted down over this. Honestly, I want to see what it's like. Because <laughs> it's like, well, it's just a little, it's an RPG on a little phone. It's like, it's not, did you, what, did you expect them to do an RPG for consoles? Why? Why would you expect that? Yeah, then you yeah. get a lot of people that go, this is not a fucking Mortal Kombat game. Yeah. <laughs> wait, Injustice 3 is probably coming out next anyway. It's like when that... It's like when that Unreal tournament game that came out that was like a almost like a Battlefield type of Unreal. Uh, I I forgot what it was. Um, strange. Yeah, it had like yeah, vehicles. Yeah, people were and... like, "Well, this isn't Unreal. This is a, Unreal supposed to be Arena." Yeah. Yeah, you're gonna have people mad anyway. But like, it's just funny that like the people are, are so pissed about this. But hey, we'll just wait and see. Hey, you got me, man. Like you built up to that. You were just like, "Hey, man, Mortal Kombat just came out with a new announcement," and I I. I thought about that. I'm like, I didn't fucking hear shit about Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah. And like, yeah. you, you built it up and you said mobile. And I like, right when you started going into and I looked it up on slot and I saw role playing, I was like, oh, he's going to say mobile. And he did. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I had like the Darth Vader. No. <laughs> <laughs> But we'll see. Maybe another game will come out. I'm ex- I, I'm fine. I, just wait. Oh. Yeah. Well, you want to hear something dead? What's dead? G4. G4. So Zach. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, you, you want to talk about it, or you want you want to talk about it? You, you go ahead and talk about it. I'll chime in. Do you feel okay. it now, Mister Krabs? So, a couple days ago, like from their Twitter account, G4 was just like they sent. It's like posted a fucking email basically to the public is what it looks like they're like yeah we're gonna pull the plug on this unfortunately and sorry bye apparently got leaked by the way yeah that was a leak that oh, people that was yeah that was a leak because then people were like oh great this is how i'm finding out i'm fired oh, yeah. Completionist. Yeah. I didn't yeah. Know that i didn't know that it was a leak so okay but uh that's kind of funny that that happened but yeah, a bunch a bunch of people found out that way though. They're like, "Oh shit, okay." And it's kind of it's kind of like maybe Frost should have never told about sexism in gaming. I think that did not help matters. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah but, I mean, oh, there's a lot of people trying to be like, "Well, go woke, get broke." It, that's the entire reason. No, that's not the entire reason. It certainly didn't help things, but also their programming just kind of like sucked. sucked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was just like was- shitty. That was yeah. just one thing that it, it hurt a lot, in my opinion. But like, no, yeah, a big time, yeah. The other thing was when they were just straight up, just admitting That's we don't that. write our own reviews. We have other people writing for us, and we just do it. And it's like, what are you doing? Yeah, I mean, don't, don't admit that. Don't break you're kayfabe. Just, you're breaking exactly. kayfabe. You're killing your own credibility. Like yeah. nobody's gonna fucking listen to you now. You see, it's like, pe- pe- people kind of know if you think about it hard enough, but they don't want to know. Just. Keep doing what you're doing. You see yeah. Adam. You see Adam Sessler losing his mind on Twitter, calling people. I fucked your mom because like they're all like dunking on him and shit. Be like, oh, maybe you should never done that. And you're like, yeah, I fucked your mom or whatever. Like along that, I'm, and he's like going nuts and stuff. Good like, comeback. It, it's like, oh, Adam Sessler's just a dumbass misanthrope anyway. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of over him. Completely. He's exposed himself as like a total just. A tard. I didn't even say the R word. Yeah, he's a tard. And he doesn't deserve the R. Yeah, he and, doesn't even deserve it. 
And I agree. Like, yeah, that's not the whole reason Frost, but like <laughs> Frost did like tweeted out something stupid where she's like, I went to the X play producers and I was allowed to say this. And I thought to my mind, I'm like, man, Adam Susser is probably one of the producers. He's probably like, yeah, you need to talk about this. And yeah, well, they said from the, from the beginning, apparently that was like something they they were all about. They were like, oh, this is gonna be like a D and E thing or D and I thing. I'm sorry, I said E. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like diversity and exclusion. Oh, thank well, God you didn't say E N T, right? It kind of is exclusion, though, if you think about it in a weird way. <laughs> Uh, what did what did she say dubs i haven't heard i haven't heard what anyone is saying post this i just they were like it's canceled and then i saw the completionist the only one i care about being like hey this is how i found out i lost my job and i said oh well this is what she said my sexism in gaming segment was approved by all executive showrunners in x play she doesn't say the company by the way she doesn't say g4 uh when i was originally hired and cast G4 made the internal statements that diversity and inclusion, oh my god, keywords, uh, was what it was built on to fix the past. I was, which by the way, the past was all about sexism (laughs) because that's what drove the fucking thing with Olivia Munn. I don't fully understand because, I mean, we watched the clip of it and it really seemed like it was an impromptu thing because the question was about like Red Dead Redemption 2 or something. Yeah. Yeah. And then she sidestepped into that. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 I, I know I sound like a broken record yelling at the fucking sky, but stop being an activist. Like, if you want to be an activist, do that into your own fucking area, your own fucking uh, podium. We just want, I mean, that's, that's not how being an activist works. Yeah, that's what you, you, can't, you can't say. Uh, uh, we should have equal rights for black people and then only tell black people that. That's not well, how yeah. Works. So, well, think of it this way. No, I'm not uh, as... right, the four of us sitting here, were any of us watching any of their stuff even before? Fuck like, no. when they started? <laughs> exactly. Their, that programming was fucking uninteresting. So, like, instead of devoting time and effort toward that, like, how do we make our content more interesting? They went down, oh, let's go the controversy route. And and push this, and we're gonna die on this hill. I'm not saying it's wrong. It's good to fight for the things that you you believe in. Mm. But if you're trying to make money, that is not a way to do it. So yeah, sorry, you, you it's great, it's a noble cause, whatever you want to fight for. But guess what? Your doors are probably getting closed. Business and activism rarely mix. Exactly. Yes. That's yeah, like if, you, if you've already built an empire, you can afford to do a little activism. You can make you can make your logo a rainbow in June. But yeah, otherwise, that, you know, that's maybe why focus on being in the business. What I was, what I was, well, cl- rainbow what I was clearly trying to say before is that I was not saying like, oh, you should go talk to like your own people. Um, but in a sense, you're invading a hobby where we just want to fucking talk about video games. Instead, we're talking about sexism in video games. Like, I want to, I want to talk about all oh, that. Look at that headshot and shit. That was fucking cool. Let me go fucking teabag his fucking face. Like, like that. That's what I should be like. That's what I want to do when I do my hobbies. I don't want to learn about fucking social issues. I just want to fucking do like the purge, go into a fucking game and start fucking murdering people. So like, <laughs> in, you might need to go see a psychiatrist, dude. Purging. But, I want to eat and purge and all. But I gotta open. I gotta open up my game. I gotta hear somebody say that's not nice to say. Uh, you should be. Uh, you you should recycle because I'm not gonna choose like a fucking. Uh, crazy polar polarizing thing uh issue that's going on recycling fucking green do it 
and all that stuff. Like, I want to. Modern Life told me I should recycle. I want to fucking play this video game. I don't want to hear about your shit. But uh, the thing that frustrated me about it, just just to take a completely different angle, like just to show how poorly this was done. Uh, the thing that she's upset about, sexism in gaming and gaming media, that's a real conversation that needs to be had. But the way she did it on that show and at that time was just disgusting and, and well unappealing and it just turned everyone off of it and it's like wow good job making your point that was terrible how do you make how, how do you have everybody have a, a talk about an uncomfortable topic to try to include people that otherwise want to play because they don't feel like they're included if they're not given a chance well it's not by accusing all the other people that do play the game that they're shitty people and guilting them into it yeah exactly it's just, it's that, just that's an un- unappealing way to do it yeah or off things civilly. Well, it's like making all white people feel like they're racist because their great 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 grandfathers might have owned slaves or thought it was okay to do that. It's like I'm just saying, like that's not that's not a good way to make people feel okay about inclusion of, of race within things. Like no. that's not the way to go about it. It's a thing that should happen, but like well, that's the, not the, the way to do it. it should piss people everyone off. But the thing is, like yeah. we look at G4 before the the first demise of uh, what what happened to it. You had Olivia Munn, who was, you know, essentially she was eating a hot dog out of her fucking mouth, sexualizing it and everything. But that was the audience during that time, is they wanted to see Olivia Munn in skimpy outfits and all that stuff. It's kind of like the man show kind of thing, just in a nerd way. Uh, and the, the thing is, like, you can't just go into a company with that fan base and be like, I'm going to change this. Like, you're, you're just, you're not going to have your Olivia Munn. It's kind of like going to a Playboy and be like, you know what? I know you guys, you, like, you girls like to be naked on this, the, the the magazine. Well, guess what? I want you to wear a fucking potato sack. Like, what do you think is going to happen? You're going to be like, yeah, yeah. yes, Slight Queen, but potato skin. I love your outfit. It's so brave. And like, fuck you. Like, you don't change shit that's like what people are used to and like. I don't even know if that matters, though, because the, their business model failed with Olivia Munn all over it, too, so it's yeah. not like... It, it didn't matter. It was just it, a bad Yeah, it, It's just like, you can put whatever... You can put an activist out there, you can literally put someone out there topless, like, if your product just sucks. Like, that was like, a while, I like, watch it. I just Sex ran. doesn't I like... even sell that well anymore. We got the internet. Like, <laughs> yeah. What's, what's even funnier about that you brought that up was they pivoted. They, they pulled a 180. And they brought Amaranth on there hanging out. Right, you're right. I remember that, yeah. (laughs) I was like, oh, you guys, okay. She was like (laughs) in a pool or something, like in a bikini. It's like, what the fuck? You can't can't do both both ways. It's not this works. Shoes aside. (laughs) I guarantee Comcast was like, what the fuck did Frost say? Somebody dial the fucking number one titty streamer on fucking Twitch. I want her on the channel tomorrow. I don't care if she's I, I being abused her. or not. Get her in here. <laughs> her top was holding a mag of the news. right now. Yeah, that was something to do. I saw actually today. Yeah, yeah that's so, very recent. Yeah. yeah she, apparently, she's her, her her husband's been abusing her, uh, so. pimping her apparently, and, and trying to steal her. But that's still. I believe odd. that. It, it it she doesn't want to be a titty streamer anymore. So congratulations. Like that's yeah, good. She wants that's to- fine because I think it it sucks. Yeah, (laughs) but uh, anyway, that's G four. It's it's dead. Xavier Woods is okay. Gerard's probably going to be okay. Yeah, Uh, he's got his channel. Fuck everybody else. Xavier Woods still getting royalties from that sex tape. Morgan Webb dodged a bullet. I just say that (laughs) she fucking she's she's better than that shit. (laughs) Uh, I have another thing. Uh, This uh, news story broke today because apparently people have been flipping out about how. 
uh, Gotham Knights is going to have a performance mode. Oh, so, God. Oh, not this. It's like, oh, no, no 60 FPS, no buy, like those people. <laughs> uh, and I think that's fucking dumb anyway, because how long have games not been 60 FPS? I've I've heard people like, uh, which, once you get that 60 frames per second, you can't go back. Like, bitch, please. I still play well, fucking Fallout 3, like, at 10 frames per second. I've, I've experienced it now, and you know what? It's nice. It's nice to have, mm-hmm. but it does I still don't, I don't care. It's not that big of a deal. Uh, but uh, somebody from Rocksteady commented about this, uh, and he was going like, listen, like getting the performance mode, you end up giving up a lot to like the on the design aspect and stuff, having to include a performance mode in the first place. And he went on to talk about like why, there's always like a push for like a performance mode and like why like trying to do these split two tier graphical options for most games is like holding development back. You know, mean, it, of, it straight up fucked a lot of games like cyberpunk. Like, you know how a lot of people are saying like, Oh, you know, these games don't really look all that next gen. And to some extent that's kind of true. Uh, this guy was saying, and you know, this is a inside developer, you know, he was saying like, you can lay a lot of that blame on the Xbox S. That one, the, the low tier one with no disk drive. Mm. Uh, and he was saying like the way that it's the architecture is just bad on it with like the RAM and shit. That, he gets into more technical details, but that's the baseline that they have to hit. That it has to run on that. And it has to have, be able to achieve 60 frames per second on that. And he's, he's, he was saying it's holding the entire industry back in terms of, like, you know, programming and shit. I I agree with him mostly. Like, I, I get the frustration of that, but I kind of have two problems with it. And this isn't like, oh, I'm going to die on the sale. This is just my thoughts. I've been thinking about it since you, you brought it up in the chat earlier. Um, like, one, everyone else seems to be getting by. And I understand he's saying, like, behind-the-scenes kind of stuff. He's not saying, like, it's preventing games from coming out or anything. It's just, you know, a lot of other companies are doing it, and they aren't whining on Twitter about it. But still, maybe he's the one who can finally shine a light on this major problem. But the other thing is, um, if it has to do with, like, architecture, if it's something that could be addressed, that's one thing. But it comes off as, like, gatekeeping gaming for the rich. Like, if you can't afford a Series X or a PS5 or a high-end gaming PC, fuck yourself. You don't get to play the new Batman game. Like, I, I don't I don't like how that sounds. I don't, I don't everyone should get to play games. I don't think that's as big of a deal, though, because that's just a $100 gap. Uh, I don't know. It's just, it's it's targeted. It's supposed to be the budget option. Whether or not it is or not, I guess, is a lot of, to have a debate. A lot of, there's been multiple times that this has been brought up about how the Xbox... Series S is holding back generations, uh, and they always, always, they always bring that up when you know shit is not 1080p or not 1080p, 4K native with 60 frames per second. If it's not hitting that, then the the console's holding it back, and maybe it is. I don't know. I'm not a techie like that. Uh, mainly, I just don't care if the game is fun. And I'm not lagging all over the place. Like if if it comes out and it's not optimized well for 30 frames per second, and yeah, mm-hmm. you need to do better, bro. Get get back to coding. <laughs> get, yeah, get. all I want is a good even 30 frames at minimum, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm fine with that. But uh, I wasn't meaning to, that to come off like oh, I super agree with this guy or anything. 
uh, it's just that he said that and he said other people have said this in the industry and there have been other developers referenced that have brought this point up. Yeah. No, I, like I said, I do agree with several of his points. It's just, you know, those were the thoughts that I had had. Yeah. And I I get what you're saying too. I just don't know. And plus it's like, you also got, there's all this parts, ships, scarcity and shit. I, I not helping. I don't like this split skew uh, fucking idea either. Uh, I mean, honestly, I am with you and him and a bunch of other people. Like the Series S is kind of like I've seen it on store shelves a lot. I don't think I, it's I don't think it's capturing the budget audience that they wanted it to. I think if it was going to, it has done that. I'd really like to see them redesign it and be like, look, it still doesn't have a disc tray, but we up we beefed up the processor and the architecture a little bit oh no they're they're too worried about the cloud console that's coming out yeah yeah they're not gonna bother with that it's just nintendo does that shit all the time they're like oh it's a new 3ds and you gotta you gotta get this to play all the new games you can't do the old one and they've been getting away with it and i wonder if microsoft couldn't do get away with it as well i don't know i think they should just cut it use all the spare parts to help build more x's and drop fifty dollars or yeah I mean, yeah, if they, if they could, if they were the first to be like, okay, consoles are finally starting to be, I saw a Series X on a store shelf for the very first time ever. The other Me day. too, actually, a month or so ago, I saw yeah. one. Oh, so shit. It, it's starting, nature is healing, it's happening. If they could be the <laughs> first ones to be like, guess what, we cut our price, that would be a major fucking deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I, by the way, just a rumor so far, they're apparently Sony's working on a PS5. I'm like, man, everybody doesn't have a PS5 original yet. You're already talking about the Pro? Fuck off. I mean, yeah. if they could use it, if if it could be, uh, if it uses less chips or something, if it could, if it's, you know. Yeah. But, uh, smaller, less heat. Uh, I, I, real quick, I want to say, though, this guy got flamed off Twitter to the point where he had to, like, shut his account off. And I was like, that's too far. Uh, yeah, yeah, like what? Do I, what do I expect though about the the stupid FPS crowd? That what, I, I don't. Uh, I, I love uh, I, yeah. I love looking at comments on Twitter. It's like it, it's always entertaining because every time um, Sony or Microsoft post, like it could be anything. It could be like, "Hey, available soon, last of us remake," or something like that. The other camp is always there. Like, no, I'm only ever going to buy PlayStation. Oh, I bet you wish you had Gran Turismo losers. Uh, something like that. It's every time it's uh, it's hilarious. Yeah, uh, and they're getting like no engagement, <laughs> and, and some of them will try to put like plus ratio, and they get like two likes or something. Like, wow, look at these losers. <laughs> as far as like the really long list of why I'm hating like gaming in general, as far as like uh, video games and the community, is the fucking the Sony people and the Xbox people. Man, they are fucking relentless pieces of shit. Uh, where I had like this one guy, his main thing every day waking up is posting, man, game pass is such a great deal. And he like posted like an ad. I'm like, are you a fucking billboard? Are you a billboard? Like, is there anything else besides telling me game pass is great? I understand game pass is great. I like it, but you're like, you have to like shove it into like the Sony's faces. And then like Sony has to do, well, you Xbox has no games. And like, they have to repeat it. It's like politics, dude. Politics yeah. just with games. It just never... It's like even more pathetic. Like, I, f- I feel like it's one of the most pathetic thing is people who, like, for lack of a better phrase, people who are white knighting for a company corporation. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it's just... Yeah. Like, it's... What are you doing? Yeah, I guess I currently <laughs> don't remember the, the great Pepsi wars. To top it off, this is, like, so far the most underwhelming console generation so far. It's I agree. It's like, 
I mean, I, I think a big part of that has been the supply issues. It, just, yeah, it feels like it hasn't started yet. It's been around for fucking two years now. Just waiting. I mean, every and, game studio is like, we had to delay because of COVID. And yeah, so, pandemic point, I don't plus, even believe them. I just think they're saying that. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. It's certainly the, the case now. But, like, seriously, though, pandemic plus the, uh, the supply issue. I mean, people were like, well, screw it. I'm just going to go find retro games that make me feel nostalgia and shit. And that's Drive up the prices. Yeah, exactly. Thanks, Thanks absolutely. everybody. But hey, somehow that led to MVC2 Arcade. If anybody just wants to buy me that arcade cabinet, I, I would love you forever. We'll talk about it for Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I need it. I need it in my life. I, I, I need it. We'll see what Santa Claus can do. Say, Sandy Claus. Yeah. Oh, Santa Santa Claus Claus. Claus. They'll start that discussion. <laughs> well, He's uh, everywhere. He's everywhere. We'll, we'll say Santa Claus, you better run, boy. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll say Bayonetta two stuff for next week to see if there's any uh, uh, changes. Bayonetta yeah, Bayonetta three. I'm sorry. Uh, we'll see if there's any changes in the uh, drama that's going on there. Uh, let's just say Jason Schreier found out some documents, uh, but let's see where it plays out. Uh, but we need to end this episode because we're up to two hours. Is there any final things before I sign us out? Oh, uh, uh, yeah. One last thing. I don't know if anybody saw it. I just randomly saw it come up my news feed. Apparently, Sasha Baron Cohen is in talks to be Mephisto in MCU. And I don't know anything else about it, but I thought it'd be fun to bring up because 2020. All right, down on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there. I'll just leave that as it is. You guys can look that up. But not confirmed, but yeah. it is a, is a thing. All right. Andy, did you have anything? Because it looked like you were about to say something. Nope. All right. Zach, anything? Get some caller Thursday. Yes, we're war games. Uh, war games. Yeah. War games. Yeah. So uh, remember, uh, we're going to be watching In the Mouth of Badness, and then we'll talk about it next week. Uh, we're also doing ranking. Uh, like Zach said, getting some color if you want to watch the live recording. Uh, we're always on uh, our, uh, you know, YouTube's and uh, and the Twitches. And if you want to catch more of our podcasts, make sure you go on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Uh, other things I forgot the other. I just go. We're everywhere. Podcasts, Alexa, uh, Amazon Music. But we're signing out. We'll see you next week. Peace. Thanks for listening. We're on Neptune. All right, we did it.